feel like I'm in a boys to men kind of mood tonight. <laughs> How's everybody feeling tonight, man? Everybody all right? Ryan, you doing? Uh, I ask you last. Sean, how yes, you doing, please. man? Doing good, man. Doing, doing good. Yeah, Another nice, good week. Yeah, it's been nice. a lot warmer. We had a little ice this morning, but a lot warmer this week. You know, I'm Did you bust your ass? No, I didn't fall. Almost fell. I, I slid this forward. Morning? Yeah, I, I yeah, almost bust my morning. ass. But uh, I, I, I I pulled through, so. I slipped something bad this morning, man. You get like that one slip on ice, man, that wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like almost being like a car accident or something. Like, Ooh, shit, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know the saying is if uh, if, no, if you fall and nobody laughs, then your ass is old. So, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard like, that yeah. saying. Like, and oh, my God. Yeah, like, are you okay? People concerned your, your ass is old now. But if you fall and everybody laughs, then you still got some years to go. But if you fall in something and everybody's like, oh, shit. Yeah, you you old now, so yeah. All right, I never heard that one, but yeah. I'm going to pay attention next time I, I bust my ass around the house. I'm like, oh, dad, you old kid? Like, yeah. like, man, come on, man, laugh at me, yeah. man. I'm not that old. <laughs> like, I haven't hit forty yeah. yet. Right. Treat me like a like an old man, like yeah, walking yeah. around the house, like I'm in a, like a like a like a cane and I'm going up the stairs of those. What is that, what's that thing they put on the stairs for the old people? That little uh, that little chair that they had electric, in Gremlins. Electric, yeah, yeah. My mom <laughs> yeah. has one. Yeah, my mom has one. Really? Now, you press the button. And go, there. I always think of Gremlins. Like, man, they're gonna, Gremlins going to tear you up, mom. <laughs> I said, what's that mean? I'm like, you remember Gremlins when they... Pull the wire and shot her ass into outer space. I know, man. They treated yeah. her like a like a like a catapult. Or yeah, something. you wanted to see her get it. She was real ruthless in the movie. She was just a tyrant. But yeah, yeah. My mom has one. She just they got it upstairs for no reason now. Nobody goes upstairs. So I'm surprised know. they haven't downgraded to like a smaller house. They man. thinking Everybody's about it. Like, they thinking about it. So they they they're pay, the house is paid off. So they don't uh, want to have to buy a new house. You know. So, okay, that's a very liberating thing. So they try thing. to sell this house eventually. So yeah. So. All right. Let's let's have it, Ryan. Let's just get your grievances out the way, man. Like we have been thinking about you, man, ever since that playoff game. Been praying that you've been making it through. I was hoping that y'all was going to get a win so you can have like at least one win under your belt to make it through like one week to have like a solid week. But how how you doing, man? You holding up all right? Well, I'm here, so I didn't jump off ten story building or get in a bathtub with a slit wrist. I'm still here, so it's it's that's that's one positive. Um. I've been a Bills fan for over 30 years now. So we'll I'm just chalking this one up to another devastating heartbreaking loss that goes in the long line of being a Buffalo Bills fan. And if there is any uh, bright side of this, I will say there is multiple blame to go around. Um it's not just the kicker's fault. I I do think the kicker's bailed us out on many occasions. He just happened to miss when it happened most. My favorite player in the entire NFL is Stephon Diggs. There would be no Josh Allen hype if Stephon Diggs wasn't on our team because Josh Allen didn't catapult to status of elite quarterback until Stephon Diggs came on our team. So I'm not even uh, that upset about that miscatch he had in the fourth quarter. And... Josh Allen, who Sean knows, I've is I don't think Sean knows anybody more critical of Josh Allen than I am, because even when all the Josh Allen hype was going on, I was always just a little bit skeptical because I sit I watch every single Buffalo Bills game every week. So yeah, I I'm not just looking at the stats, I'm watching the games and I know that guy has a tendency to F stuff up a lot. 
I'm not even going to put the blame on him. It was a collective loss by an entire team. Coaching and offense lost that game because our best cornerback and our best linebacker were hurt. Vaughn Miller was not 100%. He's been hurt pretty much all season. And the defense did enough as poorly decimated as we are to give us a chance to win that game. We needed the people who were most hyped on our squad, the coach, Josh Allen, and Stephon Diggs to step up. And collectively, they didn't, they, did, they didn't come through. They did not come through. And thank God it didn't, the, chef, the refs didn't cheat us out the game either. Uh, well, you ask it on the internet, the ref definitely had a part in the game. The, everybody wait, has their theory. Uh, what part? I can't remember what it was, but as soon as it comes in, Facebook floods that timeline with all those theories about, like, the refs did something, like a kicker got paid yeah, off. Yeah. It's always something. Everybody has, like, their stupid I theory of, like, why you. your team yeah. didn't make it through. Yeah, I, I just want to say, just Buffalo just has, like, a bad luck streak going on. Big time. They always tease me into thinking that they're going to be just mm-hmm. good enough to make it past the Chiefs. Even if they lost in like the Super Bowl, I want to see them lose in the Super Bowl. I just want to see them get past the Chiefs. I've lived through that. I don't. I've lived through that. And at least your team has the potential to make it. Like looking at me, a suffering Cowboys fan for God knows how long. Like we don't have any kind of hope whatsoever. I'm stuck in this purgatory. (laughs) You made a deal with the devil on that one. Yeah. yeah. Back in the '90s, whenever you decided to be a Cowboys, yeah. Back when, but we had to watch Quincy Carter take snaps for God's sake, man. (laughs) Like we've been suffering for a while. Buffalo but is y'all still have, y'all still a great organization. I it, just think y'all just have like a string of bad luck at the wrong time. It yeah, is, it is, and, yeah. and uh, I'm I can't complain too much because um, we're all kids born in the '80s, and we grew up pretty much predominantly in the '90s. And I've got to live through every other of my favorite teams in the '90s win a championship, so. I've been a Bills, Bulls, Atlanta Braves, Michigan Wolverines fan probably since I was five years old. I keep forgetting you're a Braves fan. So yeah, I've seen uh I've seen three out of four of my favorite teams win the championship as a kid or as an adult. And I would just love my favorite NFL team to do that eventually. Because uh yeah, it, it definitely feels like we are snake bitten. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end of the day, we still have the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship. So I'm going to hold out hope that there are snake-bitten teams that can progress. Yeah, congratulations to the Lions at the very least. It's nice to see them prosper Very good fan base. Yeah, they got good fans. It's the easiest path into this (laughs) I've ever seen. Playoff pass I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's not short. Just like shout, shout out to Matt Wood, man, because he liked to tease us. Big so I'm gonna give out. them big shout out to that man. Round of applause to the Detroit Lions. Well, Congratulations to y'all for my making team it this far. Didn't make it, but we did beat the Lions, so uh, I can hold that over his head. But yeah, they. I just don't think they could beat the Niners. But I will be shocked. I, I can't. Uh, you know, I can't imagine them beating the Niners. But anything can happen at this point. Uh, but you know, they what, can be, yeah. If Debo Samuel's not playing, they can beat the Niners. I don't know if they can stop the run though. They just gonna run the ball. McCaffrey Mc, is a bad Mc, McCaffrey man. scores at least two touchdowns every game. Ooh, right? he, that man is trouble. Yeah, yeah. So That's we'll a see. Special dude we'll right see. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry for your loss, and I'm I'm hoping that you know 
you get some kind of joy for the rest of the year, man. Hey, you got you got Michigan, all right? You yeah, always have that I to do. take with you. I do. can't have both, I guess. You know I know. That would have been greedy at this point. Matt, Matt might I'm, have both if, he, if the Lions can get to the Super Bowl. Oh, my is, God. Is he, is he a Lions fan? He's a, he's a Michigan he fan. He is a Michigan fan. Okay. If the Lions make it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> he is going to be past. insufferable for the for the seeable future. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to invite me over like, hey, man, you want to I told him if they make it to the Super Bowl, I'll buy him his food. We can go hang out. We can watch Super Bowl. But I'm telling you, I'm going to be sitting there with my noise-canceling headphones. I don't want to listen to him. I don't want to yeah. see his ugly face or smell his stinking breath. I don't want to be around him. But as a true fan, because he, he is my best friend and my brother, and I'm going to support him because the Lions ain't been shit for God knows how long. And I think they deserve this victory. They deserve this. So congratulations to them for making it thus far. Definitely. If they make it past the 49ers, that's pretty much this is a Super Bowl for y'all. This is making it a Super Bowl at that point. Yeah. I mean, hell, just – Bring out the confetti. Like, start a parade. It's Nobody a win. thought. Yeah, it's already a win. I don't think they won a playoff there. game since, like, the 60s or I something. Know. Like, they yeah. didn't do crap during the Barry Sanders or Calvin oh, Johnson They need errors. to go ahead and let Barry just get one hand off. Put him in the Might pads, as well. I'm completely okay with that. Let him sign a one-day contract. Just yeah. <laughs> run one play. Yeah, he tears ACL, MCL, all that shit. His ass is uh, two, 300 <laughs> pounds now. But, yeah, shit, he's, he's the reason why – most of people our age even like the Lions, you know what I mean? So uh, it, that was the face of the franchise before Megatron got there. But, yeah, he, he he is Detroit. Barry Sanders is Detroit Lions. When I think of Detroit, I think of Detroit Lions, I think of Barry Sanders. So That's got to yeah. be the first face that comes to mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, crazy. well, shout out to everybody in their team for making it however far they made it. Shout out to the Lions. 49ers fans, Chiefs, fuck y'all. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, fuck no, I'm sorry. Uh, please, please. I am a I am huge a, Ravens fan. I right am now. officially a Ravens fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. Give me a purple hoodie and a black hat. Please. I do not want to see <laughs> hey, I'm no more. I'm about to watch The Wire this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to get some crab cakes. I'm about to watch yeah. That So Raven this weekend. I'm just going to be raving out. Quote the Raven care. nevermore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, all right. Now, Let's get back to regular schedule programming, man. Let's not get carried away with football talk, Thank man. Thank you for the Buffalo funeral, Tommy. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, no, I, I needed first. that closure. We could have some sports no, section. Everything. At the very least, man, let's give y'all air home, man. man for, y'all still had a hell of a year, man. I'm very proud of y'all. Y'all made it a lot farther than my fucking Cowboys. I might have to change teams. No, 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 no. Keep in mind, the Cowboys were uh, looking like Super Bowl favorites for the majority of the year. You that, tell the Cowboys, fan, we've been Super Bowl favorites for like the last 20 years. Yeah. We're delusional as shit. At least I'm being more realistic. I'm just holding back expectations so that when I did get disappointed again, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I expected. With all the resources and all the biggest, you know, uh, team in, in in any sport, it seemed like y'all would. I don't know. I just don't understand it. Like Jerry I, I, Jones yeah. keep buying the wrong referees yeah, or something. I, so, I don't know man. what the hell it is, man. He paint off the wrong people. It seemed like they would want the. I mean, if you want to say there's some rigness, it seemed like they would want the Cowboys to get there. All the money they would. If y'all went to another Super Bowl, all the money that it would generate, man. I would I would definitely buy Taylor Swift and just have her at Cowboys. Yeah, that's the she secret. must be good luck for somebody. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll, everybody on the team get all state insurance. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You gotta have got Tycho and Kelsey come to the game too. He gotta have him in the stands with his mink coat on. You could get him to come and sit in front of her. So but yeah, she must be good luck, man. She's yeah, yeah, shout out they to all the beat, They were getting lucky there. before Taylor Swift. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm sick of Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, they're the New England now. They're new. They they're really new are. Yeah. I really hate. Can- I hate yeah. Kansas City barbecue. I hate all that shit, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't mind them until this year, and it's just annoying. And I and I hate to say, like, there's nothing wrong with 
you know, Taylor Swift going to the game, but we don't have to. I was telling you, we don't have to pander her every time they get a first down. Yeah, just to make it clear, uh, we do not hate Taylor Swift. No, we don't hate Cinematic Savants. Cinematic Savants, we love Taylor Swift. She's very talented, but the NFL has made her a target that she does not belong in. She doesn't belong in, like, the target area at all for the NFL fans. She's just trying to support her man. I think that's her man. I don't know. I'm, I'm still skeptical about <laughs> what the, the hell's going the on. The black dude with the mink coat is a real man. What they just covering up? But anyways, that's here neither here or there. There's plenty of other yeah. white dudes in the NFL that got a nice fade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, yeah. <laughs> like that taper is nothing special. Travis yeah. Kelsey just has a pretty good barber. That's pretty much it. She thought he was Post Malone. I think. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not enough tattoos. <laughs> you don't have enough. But no, I mean I don't mind her. Just it's just everything they just always pan to her. You know, she'll be there this weekend, so get some more. You ready to see some more Taylor Swift? So yeah, oh. might have to go out and watch her concert movie or something. I don't Hell know. yeah! I can't. I can't wait for the Buffalo Bills doc if they actually make it to the Super Bowl. They have to start filming all this stuff and just gathering up all this. Just make one excellent doc from when they finally make it over the hump. Well, I, it'll I, be tremendous. It will. And uh, yeah, the joy for the loyal Buffalo Bills fans will be unmatched for anybody who stuck it out through all these hard times. But I would highly recommend. Possibly the best documentary series ever, 30 for 30 on ESPN. Oh. They, they did do one on the Buffalo Bills' four straight Super Bowl losses, which was a tough watch for me to rekindle all those past memories. Yeah, but I'm sure it's probably quite, true. Quite enlightening. Quite enlightening. There's some really good 30 for 30s. 30 for 30 yeah, is incredible. Yeah, I like all of them. Shout out, shout out to ESPN. Those yeah. 30 for 30s. They don't they're, do they're them no more, cool. do they? I haven't seen them. They did. I don't they, do. they still do do them? Yeah. I think they did one on uh, recently on um, – the Heisman race when Charles Woodson won the Heisman. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. Because, it, yeah, it's got, uh, I think, Peyton Manning and Randy Moss and Ryan Lee for the finalists. Yeah, I think I did see something about that. Okay, you're right. It, yeah. I, I, and I've been wanting to see, I, I heard about it, but I think that's the most recent one. I got to see that. All right. Mm. All right. Well, let's get to our standing ovation this week. Ryan, I'm going to let you lead off. Who do you have for standing ovation this week? O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> O.J. Simpson. He need to sit his ass down. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Naked gun, 33 this and a third. Dude, he can say whatever he I love wants. It. I, I love that, man. He's crazy. And, uh, yeah, whatever good luck Buffalo might have had, O.J. Simpson <laughs> literally dropped that behind the fence. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Praise for Buffalo and all the fans. I love you. I feel your pain. We'll get through this just like we have for the past 40 years. We'll get through this. So let's give a shout out to uh, one of my crushes from the '90s, and uh, yeah, we're gonna end. Crush Alicia Silverstone. It's a good pick. You're right in the same mirror. Right in the same mirror. Um, they recently announced they're gonna go forward with a Tron Three. Oh, I heard about that. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical, but go on. Go as on. well as well as I, um, I liked. The first two. Love. Really? You like the second one? I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I Jeff heard Bridges. say that shit. Uh, I did. I, 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 I'm not going to put either one of them in the classic territory. Uh, yeah, that's uh, cheesy filmmaking at the highest grade. And the de-aging for Jeff Bridges and Charn 2 was some of the worst I've in that technology. They could have done better, but you know, I don't want to get, you know, I want to harp on that. Too oh, much. it was bad. But, um, yeah, I want to give the most recent casting announcement for that Tron 3 
is from uh, one of my crushes from the 90s, one from one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And that is Scully from the X-Files, Jillian Anderson. Oh, very nice. I, I do enjoy her very much. I'm a huge fan of hers. And uh, if anybody has Twitter, please follow her on Twitter. She has one of the more entertaining Twitter pages. Is it called Twitter or is it called X now? It's called X. I'm always yeah. going to call it. It is yeah. called X. It's confusing. I know. Eventually, Elon Musk will abandon that and we'll get back to Twitter. Elon Musk is stubborn as hell. Uh, He'll probably God. turn it into Y. Then Z and <laughs> oh, God. He's trying his best to ruin it. And I don't get Didn't it. Didn't he name his kid after like some kind of computer code or some shit? Did he? I don't know. I Did he, he has kids? I think he has at least one biological child. I, I can't remember what the child's name was. It was like. Like MC squared X over Y, some dumb. It was something oh. weird. I was like, did he really name his child like oh, some computer code or something? God. It was something strange. But only Elon Musk would do something as strange as that. So I kind of give him a pass. I I just know if if I ever have a billion dollars, buying a already successful web app, it will not be what I do with my billions. I'm scared to know what you would ever do if you ever came over. Across the, if you get a billion, man, just, just give me twenty million. I can do a lot. Deal. I can well, do that, a lot. That's man. A, twenty million. I can re, I can revitalize the drive-in industry, man. I can get some new theaters <laughs> out there. I'll invite you and Sean up to my island because uh, if I ever get a billion, I'll be dead within a year because I'll be on some island with a big old fat cigar, laughing myself to death. No, I imagine <laughs> so, that you'll probably buy like a permanent apartment in like some uh, <laughs> some casino hotel somewhere. Just nah. like this, going to give you like a residency just to gamble downstairs. <laughs> Uh, like all oh, Mr. Winters. That'd be me too. Oh, I, I got your liquor waiting for you and everything. They also treat you like Elvis when he had a residency, yeah. man. You used to be fat all, upstairs. Uh, yeah. Nothing but Buffalo Bill uh, games. I'll, I'll play Buffalo Bill games from the 90s. <laughs> I'll be there maybe once a year. Trust yeah. me, that basement will be the best ever. Oh, Whatever. Man. Yeah. that tr- Y'all want to see my basement if I'm a billionaire. But um, on top of being smoking hot. In her 20s, 30s, 40s, and current 50s. Extremely talented actress with a lot of charisma and a underrated comedic side, in my opinion. Her uh, most recent work, you can see her playing former Prime Minister of Britain, Margaret Thatcher, in the show The Crown. Uh, Never watched it, but is it is it worth watching? Haven't watched it myself either. Uh I, I hope I've heard it is, and I will hopefully find time for that. I think they've made it to three or four seasons. Uh, I'll find time for that. Um, she was um, also one of the voices in uh, one of my uh, favorite movies of the nineties. Movie called Princess Mononoke. She did the English dub for the Japanese animated movie Princess Mononoke. You guys got to put that on your bucket list. Please put that on. Princess Mononoke is a freaking classic. You got to text that to me. I don't know how to spell that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. I thought thought you were sneezing. Uh, uh, I don't blame you. When you sit down and watch it, um, trust me, uh, all skepticism will will be thrown away. That movie is freaking sweet. That movie's a masterpiece. If uh, if you get a chance, uh, you can see one of the best cockeyed actors of all time in The Last King of Scotland. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what did you say? Forrest Whitaker. 
I'm sorry. It's not cockeyed. It's just dead. It's like a dead lazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've been told I have a lazy eye as well. So sorry, Forrest Whitaker. And shout out to the lazy eye community out there. Tracy Ellis Ross, she got that lazy eye too. Does she? Yeah. If you watch as much uh, Black Ears as I did, you definitely start to notice after a while. Like one of those eyes, they just, it don't quite lift up a little bit like a bad headlight. <laughs> like, I never noticed it with her. I, I didn't either. I didn't know that. Gotta look at her again. I noticed it, I noticed it quite, quite a lot after a while because at first I noticed, like, Holly, I'm sorry, but you know I have a crush on Tracy Ellis Ross. But when I started noticing, like, her face, I was like, what's going on with her eye? Because I always noticed that like, she had those big, like, Chris Tucker kind of eyes. Then I noticed, like, oh, man, she's got, like, one of those eyelids that don't quite go up all the way. It kind of kind of bothers me a little bit. But, you know, it doesn't even matter. She's still funny as hell. I can look past this. But, yeah, I started noticing that more and more on certain actors and actresses. Personality, I, I don't get that. Uh, there's worse things. And uh, as long as you're likable, I, I do think personality is way more attractive than uh, Oh, absolutely. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, only because she is funny as hell. Funny she as She is so hell. hysterical. Blackish was her show to me. Like, Anthony Anderson, shout out to you, but Tracy Ellis Ross, she really made that show what it was. She was funny as hell. Very underrated actress. That's why I was so disappointed in her and Candy Kane Lane that her and, Eddie, her and Eddie Murphy didn't have great chemistry together. I felt like they could have had something special. It's a damn shame. I feel like they wasted her uh, potential right there. Mm. But I'll, I'll write them an angry letter over there. Amazon I need to stop doing this <laughs> shit. And I'm sorry, Anthony Anderson, for not supporting the light skin gap in the teeth community. <laughs> That's uh, what you meant. I, 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 I didn't I, know y'all's I, a community. Who else is on there? <laughs> Steph Curry. He got like a little baby gap. I guess that counts. But he be shooting. He be shooting lights out. So I got like a light skin yeah. hero right there. Over, over like light skin dude with a J. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I wish I was in that community, but I'm usually breaking at the Y, so I wish I was in that community. But, um, yeah, um, her role as um, Scully on the X-Files is the stuff of legend, and I implore anybody who hasn't actually delved into that series, you will be quite surprised. I really think it uh, will be quite uh, awakening for a lot of people, um, how ahead of its time that that series actually was. Uh, Fox was kicking a lot of butt in the 90s. X-Files, Simpsons, Cops. Man, I love uh, Married with Children. They they had some good stuff on there. And it was a good time to be alive. Kind of like TGIF. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. It was an amazing time a- absolutely. to have a television set at your house. Big time. Um, to my surprise, before the show, I, I thought Dylan Anderson would be in at least 60-plus. She's only 55. Nice. So, um, please, I implore you, go through her catalog. You're going to see some great work, and especially work on the X-Files. Pretty much any project she's involved in, I'm going to at least give a chance eventually. Dylan Anderson, you are you are worth worshiping. And one of the best actresses working today. Shout out to you. Now, now, where would you rank X Files as far as like a top ten show? For me, that's that is top ten. That's a top ten for you. For me, absolutely. Sean, how you feel about X Files? I used to watch it. Uh, I don't know about top ten. I definitely used to watch it. I felt like I never got to see 
like I never got to see what the hell was going on. All I feel like my mom even made me go to bed or something. I always missed out <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? And then I just never went back and watched it over the years. I remember it was one where they it was like in the sewer. They were in the Mulder and Scully was in the sewer, and I was real scared. It was like an alien or something they thought it was. I can't remember what it was, but there was a couple that was really scary. Like I really thought they really uh, there saw were it. some scary ass episodes. episodes. But I I just. Got, I lost track of it over time, but I still say it is. It's a good show. But I don't know if I can put it in top ten, but it's a definitely a great show. So it is. And Tommy, I would recommend. I got to look it up, but there is one episode they did midway through the nineties. Each episode, including commercials, probably only like forty-two minutes long. They did one as one entire tracking shot on a boat. Mm. And it ended with a motor jumping off the boat at the end. They actually did one episode as one entire tracking shot. <laughs> it was it was it's the stuff of legend. It How the hell did I miss this? You know I love a good tracking shot. Uh, it was uh, it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And they delve into secret societies, Illuminati, and all the stuff that is mainstream now. But in the nineties, this was fringe. Uh, it's. I, I, fringe is basically like if a gremlin got wet, like like fringe will be popping off of that one right there. <laughs> fringe is definitely like a another version of like a, what X Files was. It, abso- it it was absolutely inspired by that. And shout, I, I, shout out to JJ Abrams. At that point, though, I think I always thought it was going to be scarier than it was. The way it would come on, I'm like, oh, this really? is going to spook me out, and it was never really. It I never, never really got that. I don't get like tales from the crypt kind of vibes. No, like I it's was sending to bed with nightmares. I think at that point I was already into the horror stuff, and I wanted it to be scarier. But I was like, well, okay, Fox ain't going to take it there. You know, exactly. I mean? like, See, yeah. I never expected it to yeah. reach One, HBO yeah, levels. Yeah, of that, that was on an HBO. My, whew, I think it was. It did good on Fox, but if they if they would have took it there a little further. Uh, for me, I can. Ooh, that might be one of the best shows of all time for me, and it still might be for most. But I always thought I was going to be a little more scared than I was. It was a couple that was a little scared, and it was a lot of stuff I was like, oh, I might have been over my head as a kid. You know what I mean? Like I don't get it. You know? So well, the, um, there was a. I, I pretty much focus on Jillian Anderson tonight, mm-hmm. but David McCovney, he did great work. There was a lot of good actors on that show and just dealing with uh, their, just the levels of the FBI, because that was their section of, because we know the FBI, they also investigate Mm. murders, terrorist activity. Mm -hmm. They investigate a lot. They were in that. uh, That's that's what the X-Files is about. They're in the X-Files section of of the the FBI. FBI, Yeah. So they delve into other areas besides UFOs and aliens as well as that. And um, it, it, just the contrast between the two main characters, because David Duchovny, he was the believer in all these conspiracy theories and everything. Scully, Jillian Anderson, she was a skeptic. She was always saying, okay, she was always trying to disprove anything. She was more of the scientist side of things. It's it's a fantastic show. It 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 fell off towards the end once David Duchovny left. And they brought in T one thousand Robert Patrick to replace him. It, it fell off at the end, but David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson, X Files is utterly fantastic. And Last King of Scotland is freaking awesome as well. She never, she never did seen a great it. work in that. No, but yeah, shout out to Jillian Anderson. Love you very much. 
definitely one of my crushes growing up. I love her. She's super fine. Yeah. All right. Sean, what you got for us this week? You got right. stand Before I get to my stand-up vision, quick question for you guys. We talk about it at work. Um, y'all talk about a lot of stuff. We do. We have 10. <laughs> do y'all, do y'all ever work? Uh, sometimes. Motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> always talking about. <laughs> sometimes. Like, we quick talk, question. Like, <laughs> two hours later. <laughs> we have a lot of breaks. Like, hey, boss, uh, you ain't working. <laughs> uh, to get time, one day, or actually Friday, we lost power. So we had like a couple, we had like 45 minutes. We were just fooling around. And uh, the question was, in Pulp Fiction, when... John Travolta's character shoots the black dude in the back seat. Do you think he did that on purpose or it was an accident? Because I think he mm. did it on purpose because he didn't. The black dude, the dude from, um, I can't remember his name. I've seen his face a lot. I remember him. The Wasn't black he dude like he shot? A, yeah. He, remember, he shot him in the back seat and blood got everywhere, right? Do you think that John Travolta, John Travolta told Samuel Jackson it was an accident? But do you think that John Travolta shot him on purpose because... He didn't tell them that the black dude didn't tell them that uh, the guy had the magnum in the in the back room, and he came out. He's like, "Why didn't you tell us about the dude with the fucking cannon back there?" Do you think John Travolta shot him on purpose or an accident? I think it was an accident because they established that uh, John Travolta was uh, trustworthy, but he was a little bit of hothead too, though. He yeah. was a drug addict fuck up on yeah, top of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Samuel Jackson was much is a more character. Cool, cooler co- co- uh, cucumber. Yeah, that's yeah. who you trust the yeah. most. If uh, yeah. if you're a, a crime boss in Los Angeles in the '90s, yeah, you want Samuel Jackson on your squad. Uh, you just John, you trust John Travolta to always be loyalty. But yeah, they pretty much um, established he was a fuck up in the movies. A nice, gr- a great guy. But yeah, he uh, yeah, the boss even trusted him to take the. Take his wife out for a date. Yeah, he was, and he, and he left heroin out, knowing she's a coke addict. Yeah, but he didn't know. But she, she, uh, she took it the wrong way, though. She didn't take it the way you were supposed to. She snorted that, it. It was her yeah, fault. Yeah, it was her yeah, fault. It was her fault. But I was just wondering because he he was pissed with the dude. Remember, he was mad that he wasn't mad, but he was kind of like curious why why he didn't tell them. I just when he pulls around, he turns around and he has the gun out. He's obviously got it pointed right at him. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought if we look back on it, I feel like he did it on purpose uh, just because he didn't like he He was kind of a high hit. He didn't he didn't like listening to the dude who helped him with the, um, get rid of the car. He had a problem with him. Remember, he was like, man, if you got a problem with what I'm doing, you know, what I mean, I just felt like John Travolta was a little bit unhinged at that point in the in the movie. Um, was, I, I, I never th- I never thought of it like that. I'm. Yeah. This is my I'll, opinion. I'll, I'll, I'll say I, I, I'm on the side where I think it was an accident, but I, I do want to say that uh, that is that what's makes Pulp Fiction so enjoyable on repeat viewings because I didn't see that part coming the first time. I was it was already crazy enough yeah. before that scene happened, but every time you watch it after your first viewing, that scene is absolutely hilarious when you see John Travolta. Turn around and start. He's, he's got the gun the pointed dude. right at him. Yeah, yeah. He turns around in the back seat. Do you really think God came down from yeah. that? He's got the gun pointed. Shoots yeah. him right in the face. Yeah. It's the fact that he's talking to the guy yeah, with the gun, the gun pointed. At him. Him. He doesn't say anything. He's just yeah. 
he made it seem like he hit a bump or something. I can't remember, but y'all, we're just wondering now. We remember, talk- he's a drug addict. Yeah, they established that yeah, that he is a, a fuck unhinged. up. He yeah, does yeah. that's it to me. I think it was an accident, and I don't think that was the first time John Travolta's characters made a mistake. Right, I think they were trying to establish that. In the movie, he was kind of accident opinion. prone. It was yeah. accident. Yes, yeah. Because yeah, didn't he say he came back from like uh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Amsterdam yeah, or yeah. something like that? So he wasn't like you know. Well, he did that before they went. To the to the apartment, he right. was talking about the Royale with cheese. He was that happened after he shot. I mean, the part where he shot him was after they already killed the guys in the apartment. And then right. they, I don't know if they were going to kill the black dude or not because he was in on the with the white dudes, right? He was with mm-hmm. them, so I don't know. They probably was going to kill him regardless, knowing them. You know, what I mean, so they they didn't go into full detail yeah. of even what was in that briefcase, right? But, but he, it seemed like the black guy was an associate of those dudes in the apartment. Uh, no, uh, of um, John Travolta and uh, Ving Rhames. I thought he was just telling, like, he they got the drop That's, on him. Because yeah. they would have shot him if that yeah, was the I case. I thought he was just, like, one of the roommates that lived in yeah, the apartment. Yeah, then I why think, would they let him go? Because he got they got the drop on him. They, he told. They made him tell, like, hey, if you tell, we'll probably let you live. Tell us where they're at. You know, tell us what they, you know, I, I can't imagine them being cool with him. No, he, and, and the they, black guy set up the deal with Ving Rhames' character. What? The black guy set up the deal. They never said what the deal was. So why would they? Because the wh- the white dudes in the apartment didn't pay off their end. Oh, I they thought they stole. I thought going. they took the briefcase. I feel like we got to rewatch this yeah. movie over again. It's like homework for <laughs> right, this week because right, I haven't yeah. seen it. The I just watched it. I feel like I feel like what I, my impressions were. They took it. That's where the deal went wrong. And he told Samuel Jackson's character, "I could be wrong." He let them in on it, and that's why they let them live. He he basically was like, okay, here, here's the deal. We let you live. You just let us know where they're at. Because how the hell they know where they were at? You know what I mean? They just walked right into their apartment building, went right to the door, knocked on the door. You know what I mean? So they had to get it from him. He was cool with the dudes. I'm not going to rule that out. Yeah, it, it, I, just, it could I mean, be, you could be right, could too. Be. I just, that's what I'm I not going to rule that out, it's either. A, it's, it's interesting. I was just wondering how. Yeah, I uh, gotta think about that. That was a nice little thing piece right yeah, there. Yeah, so never put too much thought. But I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I ain't okay. for you to get sidetracked. All right, so before after, I just had to get that out of my chest. Uh, my guy tonight is gonna be Julius Carey. Do you guys know who Julius Carey is? I am unfamiliar. Oh man, I got something for your ass in these hands, Leroy. Show enough, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, from his the name last is Julius draft. Carey. Julius Carey. Yeah, nice. that was his name. Um, that's another thing we I let uh, Jake borrow my. Um, uh, last Dragon movie, so that he didn't had never seen it, he didn't know it existed, and we was just talking about how good on you know, lunch, how good you know, show enough was, and the movie itself. Uh, this guy's not; he didn't really play in anything else really to, uh, notable. Some uh, he played in a western movie back in 1993, but he um, he ended up dying in 2008 of pancreatic cancer. Yeah, uh, he was six six, so he played that role pretty he well. He looked tall. Yeah, he was six six. He died. At, he was six six when he died. Like, God damn, this was huge. Probably in the eighties. Um, just a p- fantastic, funny villain. He was fantastic in that movie. Every time I think I just watched <coughs> it just for him. Uh, it's a good movie for me to watch, but him has shown up as this that is one of the most classic characters of all time and i always enjoy it and the way he is and the the his afro and uh Dion cole dressed up as him in halloween looked just like him oh my gosh <laughs> i love Dion. he cole. looked just like him he had the same little look and everything so uh i'm not going to go too long on this one i just saw it uh we were talking about the last dragon at lunch one day and 
Uh, I just thought about uh, show enough, and then we can you can quote all his lines. You know, kiss my converse, <laughs> catch a bullet with his teeth. Shut up, bitch. Go, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let me go, motherfucker. Let me go. <laughs> it was it was a great eighties to a T. Um, it's definitely. Uh, I I remember watching it and couldn't believe it. They were like. Is this supposed to be funny or what? Like, yeah, yeah this got to be a comedy. So uh, I'm gonna keep it and short. Was that made by Motel? Uh, yeah, uh, was Barry that Barry Gordy? Uh, Gordy, Barry Gordy yeah, somewhat. Yes. Yeah, I think he has. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was producer or director? He producer. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, that's, and that's why uh, if you want to go down my conspiracy theory theory hole, you'll uh, pause. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just said it. Uh, sorry. That's what you tell the girls. Remember, uh, we know who Michael Jackson's producer was yeah, during Barry, the 80s, Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy, yeah. So there is a scene in the movie theater towards the beginning where showing up beating the hell out of people on the movie theater. Stage. Yeah. Remember that obvious transvestite? Yep. Strands up. Yeah. Beat him up, baby. Not the face, baby. Not, not the face, baby. <laughs> It's obvious why Barry Gordy put that part. He's a he, remember he's the head of production as producer, so he knew what Michael Jackson was going to look like before he died. But I don't want you guys to go down the X Files. Oh, that was a really big hole. Uh, sorry, oh, oh my god, a big conspiracy theory hole. Man, I, I, sorry, yeah, I, sorry. We, we went all the way there. But I see what don't sell your soul, gentlemen. Just, it's just, not worth it. Just not the face. Don't sell your soul. Just <laughs> not, not, the, yeah, not the face, baby. <laughs> hit him in. The, don't hit him in the face, baby. Fuck him up. Fuck him up, baby. The hell out of those. Dudes. This is a fat dude in a white little uh, with a pink uh, holter top on. Like get the hell out of here. Uh, that scene yeah. always was weird to me. It was a weird scene. Like they're dancing. Who's dancing in the movie theaters? That was ridiculous. It, but the, it's supposed to be a comedy. Yeah, it's but funny, once yeah. the transvestites stand up, it just took it to a whole different level. <laughs> well, I watch it for fun, and it's great for me. And I, it's dig- still highly enjoyable. It is. It is. And I bought it on Blu-ray, and I had to have the physical copy. I couldn't believe it was like eight bucks or nine bucks at Blockbuster, uh, Best Buy. I meant not Blockbuster, Best Buy. And uh, I, I remember buying, and he asked to watch it, so I let him borrow that and Blank Man. He uh, wanted to show oh, he damn. wanted to show his wife it's all the black interesting double feature. Yeah, there. yeah, he wanted to watch Blank Man, so I was like, "Hey, man, I can give you two classic black comedies for you." So uh, there you go, you enjoy your night. But um, make no, sure you get those movies back. Oh Sean. yeah, he's got to give me those back because definitely the Last Dragon. I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen Blank Man nowhere neither, so I definitely want both of those back. Uh, but yeah, Julius Carey died in uh, 2008 of pancreatic cancer. But uh, for that show enough character alone, I wanted to give him a standing ovation. Oh, that's so, that's yeah. very iconic, right yeah. there, man. I well can't... deserved. Hell yeah! Definitely hmm. gave me some good memories watching really? that. Watching oh, yeah. that HBO. Shout out to HBO. I feel like they played that damn thing at least once <laughs> yeah. or twice a day, oh, and I definitely yeah. got all my money's worth out of that cable. Hell yeah, playtime's over, boy. <laughs> 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 Uh, I, I feel uh, we have to start mentioning him when we start talking about Darth Vader or Heath Ledger's Joker. Sorry, as villains, <laughs> he, he was a had, perfect villain. Show enough, show enough, show enough. He's, he he's in that to top tier. He, he, yeah, he has to be one of the most recognizable. A lot of people don't know who he is, but uh, he has to be. Yes, you're right, man. He's up there as one of the best villains of all time. Yeah, you can dress up as him for Halloween and guaranteed at least 75% of the population is going to recognize him for some yeah. reason. Yeah, they're going to know show enough. 
They're not gonna know much of even Blue. He overshadowed Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Leroy. Bruce uh, Leroy, like the, <laughs> the blackest name I can think of. Yeah. Bruce Leroy. Uh, his name is Ty Mac. That's his real name, Ty Mac. But uh, yeah, like even he looks eighties to a T. But yeah, he overshadows him, and he's the star of the show. So he did a good yeah. job in that movie. He did. Too. Yeah, he had Abalonia in there. Not Abalonia. Was that Vanity? Vanity. There Vanity. I always get them confused. Vanity. They both did. Abalonia. No, yeah. Vanity's dead. Vanity died. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah, she passed away, unfortunately. Yep, yep, so. oh, that, that, that was a good pick yeah, right there. Man. Now, mine is going to be probably linked into something I'm going to mention for my uh, binge-worthy uh, later on. But I did watch the first episode of True Detective. Uh, oh, I'm proud. I, I, I was very happy with what I saw. So I want to give a shout-out to one of the lead actresses on that show. I believe her name is uh, Callie Reyes? Reyes? Yes, the second lead on the show, yes. Yeah, apparently she's a a former championship boxer, professional boxer. Did you know that? I did not. No. Apparently she held like two two belts in two different weight classes. Damn. Makes sense, man, because she's built like a fucking tank, man. She looked like she can whoop some ass in that <laughs> yeah, show. I was like, for sure. like, I did she, not know that. No, no. Apparently she she fought and she had a title in 2016. as recently. Oh, apparently three different belts in three different weight classes. Oh, damn. My apologies, miss. Hopefully she don't find me and whoop my ass. She, <laughs> no, but she she is a she is a very good actress. I did not know that she started off as a boxer. I just knew that when I saw her on the screen, I knew immediately this is a show that I wanted to watch. There's something about her look aesthetically that was, I don't know, very captivating. She looked like she looked exactly how I would want her to look as as rugged and tough. She like commands a, a room for sure. Exactly. And she she has on screen presence. And I know it sounds corny. I don't feel right saying that, but she has great on screen presence. When I saw her on that show, Jodie Foster, I'm I'm be honest, I'm not a really big Jodie Foster fan. Oh. I'm sorry to say that, but she just she's just all right to me, which sounds like blasphemy at this point. I'm sorry, but I'm just I would haven't been a really big Jodie Foster fan. She always seems like she has like a punchable face. There's something about her face. I'm just I don't know why, but I feel like I need to slap the shit out of her for something that she did at some I, point in life. I'm just not a huge Jodie Foster fan. I'm sorry, but I'm, we all have our prep. I never put her in that category. But we all we all got our preferences. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know what it is. I wish I could try to describe it and see exactly what it is wrong with me that doesn't like her that much. But she lost uh, her face is skinnier or something. I mean, she's older, of course, but she's not she the Silence of the Lambs look anymore. She just but looks yeah. like she's unhappy with everything. Yeah, in life. yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, she looked like she will call the police like on somebody yeah. for like playing their TV too loud, <laughs> like a Karen. She looks <laughs> like a Karen or some yeah, shit. She does look like a Karen a little bit. She yeah. like the OG Karen. <laughs> like, does she even smell barbecue in the air? She looking for a permit. <laughs> She just looks like that. She just looks like she's unhappy with everything. She looks like she doesn't enjoy like sex. She doesn't enjoy cuddling or kissing or anything <laughs> like that. She just looks like a mean ass lady. I'm sorry, but she has like that's like permanent resting bitch face. <laughs> she she picks her roles accordingly. I, she never she doesn't pick the likable female roles. So, but yes, um, thank you for giving a shout out to her. She's starting to. Look more. Um, all the stuff I see her like it's just her photos and stuff. She's looking more um, bull daggerish, trying to look more not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah, do know. Yeah, so yeah, nothing against her as an actress. No, I'm no. not saying she's not talented, but just my cup of tea is 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 not what I what I would prefer. I, 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 I've always been more of like a Helen Hunt kind of fan. She is by far more attractive. I do want to ask. Is this your first episode of True Detective that you've watched? Ever, ever watched. 
because you gave like the recommendation of like you starting to watch that last week, and I was like, huh, it's something about this show. Like whenever they have like the the Native American like angle in the show now, kind of like how the like they kind of had that in Yellowstone, and I watched that a lot when I watched the uh, what was it the the Jeremy Renner uh, movie with um. Elizabeth Olsen, I think it was called Wind River. Wind River, yeah, that was Wind also River. directed that was by. Uh, that was real sad. Very, it was very sad, but it was a, it was very well shot. It was. And it made me more interested in like the Native American culture, and I like it when they do that kind of spin. I guess it was kind of a uh, a phase that I'm in right now because I started watching the Echo Show too. I'm like, all right, man, Native Americans are really coming up in the world right now. They had like the the one movie that they had with uh, Martin Scorsese, Kills mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon. Like, I feel like they're. They're really stepping up, like giving more representation to Native Americans and their culture, yeah, like is. on screen in particular. And I think it's been really beautiful to watch. So, yeah, shout That's out good. to all the representation they've been giving out lately. So I want to say, yeah, uh, my stand ovation this week is, Ryan, how you pronounce her game? Uh, is it Cali? I don't know. I did a stand I, I, I did that for my binge worthy last week. And I specifically left her name out because I couldn't pronounce it. So public education, man, I can't sound out shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I was I was not aware she had a uh, professional fighting background, though. I I thought she did stellar work in this first episode, though. And very, I'm glad you gave it a chance. Character. Absolutely. Yeah, but shout out to you. I love what you've been doing so far. The show looks like it's going to be really good. I hope that it it sticks to landing. Haven't watched any of the other True Detective episodes, but this version of it, I feel like this duo might actually work out for the best. I think I like this whole duo right here. I like two female leads, even though I'm not a Jodie Foster fan, but I feel like she may be the one that's going to be carrying the show, not Jodie Foster. So Remember what I said last week. Take, you said a lot last week. You got to narrow that down, brother. <laughs> take the this first episode of True Detective Season 4 with a grain of salt because Season 3... And season two started off fantastic as well. But around episode four or five, they went completely off the rails. Oh. And they, I kept hoping they would at least stick the landing, but it did not happen. And season one of True Detective, whatever your favorite TV shows are, if you're ranking your top ten TV shows of all time, Whatever your favorite season of that top 10 favorite show is, True Detective Season 1 is in that category. So, so the is only, that like the best first season? Uh, any season. So I'm saying what – so um, Game of Thrones, just off the top of my head, Season 3 might be the best in my opinion. That was one of the best seasons of television ever. The Wire, I think Season 4 was the best in my opinion, when they went back and showed the kids in middle school and they really showed Marlo taking over the city, I thought season four of The Wire was the best, which took me off guard. I didn't think they'd be in a top season three, and they did. It blew me. Whatever your favorite TV show is, you got to have a favorite season. If if you have a favorite TV show that went multiple seasons, I'm sure you've at, at one point said, this is my favorite season out of all of them. You guys have to have. Season one will not be topped in True Detective. They they will never. I don't think they'll ever top that. They don't even need to try. They just need to make good TV show. So if you mildly enjoy season four, and I'm hoping it doesn't go off the rails like the last two seasons is, I can't recommend to you and Sean enough. Season one is one of the best seasons of television for any TV series. 
Any. Or we're talking. You can go back to the beginning of moving pictures. There, that is one of the best seasons of television ever made. I'm gonna take your word for that. That's a and HBO's got some good ass shows. I've seen it, but I don't remember, <laughs> so I don't know. I can't. I I have to go back and watch it again. I know I've seen it at that time when True Detective was out. It was a lot going on. All of them vampire move shows and shit and. I was getting all tied up in all. What's the vampire show that what was you out? About True Blood. True or Blood was out. True Detective was out. Everything that started was, off great. Everything was true down around that time. So <laughs> like, God, damn, I was confused. So, yeah, so. <laughs> everything was true. <laughs> so, but yeah, I remember that point in that that time period. I know we used to watch it when we lived at the apartment. Didn't we watch it? That was after that. That was okay. after that. All right. I remember. I remember us talking about it and. I've recommended it to you many a times. Yeah, I don't. Re- I've seen it. I just don't remember. I've seen enough of it. I just. I don't think I finished it. You yeah, couldn't have. Yeah, I didn't finish it. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't. But think I remember you're... Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson together. I'm so telling you because then. the great thing about that first season, I promise, I'm not spoiling anything. Is just because all the main characters are going through a pol- police interview to start the season off, and they're dealing with. It goes back and it tra- it traverses fifteen years of time, and about halfway through the season, you, they really it really reveals itself that they've been lying their ass off pretty much the the majority of the police interview. It, it it's it's some of the best storytelling ever. I can't recommend True Detective season one enough. Um, I, I know I've made the ignorant comment that uh, that movies are a superior form of entertainment than TV shows. But every once in a while, a True Detective Season 1, a, a Game of Thrones comes along that challenges that line of thinking, or I think TV actually can equal or surpass what movies give us. True Detective Season 1 is one of those instances. Okay. So, yeah, Season 4 is off to a great start. But remember, I, Season 2 and Season 3 was also. So we'll see. We shall see. But, yeah, great stand ovation because I cannot pronounce her name either, Tommy, last week or I would have. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right. Now, who's got the binge worthy ready to go? Um, I got one. I actually got two. But one of them, I don't think it's for the men. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for the women because the first one is called, let me see. I got it saved here because Lacey made me watch it, and I wanted to watch the damn Lacey game. Lacey made you watch it? Yeah, because uh, where she lives, she doesn't get like some of the NFL games. And so we ended up watching this show called In the Dark on Netflix. It's about a blind girl who's kind of like living through life. Never heard of this and, one. And um, she gets um, – it's, uh, it's definitely for the women. But she has a friend who ends up getting killed, and she's trying to figure out you know, going through life and, you know, has like uh, her, her, everybody takes care of her or how, try to help her take care of her, but she's blind. And the girls that um, looks pretty good. I can't remember her name. I have to look it up. Uh, but it's on, it's, it started off in 2019, I think. It's been going until 2022. I guess it's a pretty popular show on Netflix. I had never seen it, but she likes it because it's kind of like a crime investigation kind of going on. No, she's not a police officer, but she uses her pretty face, even though she doesn't. She's blind, but she looks good, but she's blind, so she doesn't really know you know anything about anybody's looks or nothing. So she sleeps with different types of guys trying to get her way into things and using her face and her good looks as a, as a token to try to get through life. And uh, Have any of you guys banged a blind? No, I don't wait, think wait, I Wait, wait, you guys are married. I should, I, I'm I not should, married. I'm sorry, but, uh, I haven't no, either. No, I, no, I've, no, had, I, I've had sex this, with one person in my whole life. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the best answer. I am so you're sorry. You're running for I'm politics. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you, uh, uh, for tell me you today. are brilliant. You are a brilliant man. Yeah, so you would hear that one part and just skip right to that. <laughs> like, what? You did what? I bet her ears perked up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scooby Doo ears. Uh, her name is Perry Matterfield, and she actually played in um, uh, Shameless, which I don't remember her on there, but I've seen all of Shameless pretty much. Most of it. So she's been around for a while. She's only 29 years. Very good looking girl. But in the show, she's blind. And she's trying to help her friend get shot. And she uses like her hands to feel everything. Because, you know, her, they say their senses are a little bit better. But she can, she can like recognize the guy by just touching his face. And it's her friend who helped her get uh, save her life. So she's trying to like, you know, get some revenge for him. And she's trying to find who killed him. But nobody wants to help her. And so she's just using her ways, and eh, it's okay. But it, I, I think it's mentally for the women, and it's not for us. But women who listen to it, if you like the, you know, kind of a crime scene, kind of figuring out things, but not really a police officer type show, this is right up your alley. It's just based around her and her using, you know, her good looks to get through and, you know, her charm because she's, she's kind of a badass, I guess you could say. Uh, but I watched a couple episodes with Lazy, and it's not that bad. It's actually all right. Uh, so uh, it's called In the Dark. It's on Netflix. It's been around for a while, so check that out. And then I watched the second season of Echo, or second episode, excuse me, and I just not feeling it, man. Really? I, didn't, I don't like it. I only seen yeah. episode one. Yeah, I watched the second episode, and I was like, what? I Like, that's it? Like, I need more. I guess episode one gave me a little more, and I was like, okay, uh, maybe if we can stay on this this type of vibe right here, stay with this pace. And then the second episode was just a lot, a lot, a lot of damn talking. How you know, long I mean, are these episodes? Uh, About 30, 30 to 40 50 minutes. Yeah, it's not so long. Okay. Now, keep in mind, the girl's deaf. So you, the dialogue is not all there for me. I can, I'm easily distracted with the show. You know what I mean? Like, she's, she wants to. Now, here's the funny thing. She always wants to talk to somebody. I'm like, bitch, you can't talk. What the fuck you want to talk to all these motherfuckers for? <laughs> everybody yeah, else every five language. minutes, she's like, we need to talk. She's doing sign language or she's texting somebody. And, you know, they text to show what they're texting on the screen. She always needs to talk to somebody. I'm like, God damn it. Uh, I just don't know. I, I, maybe I'll watch one more episode and then we'll see where we go. I, uh, this will be the third episode I, when I do watch it. But so far, I give it two brownie points so far. I just the first season, the first episode was was good. The second one, I was just like, eh, maybe this is not for me. So those are two binge worthies I got. So, all right, I got one that actually caught me off guard. This is one of those that I had like from weeks prior, but we went to special episodes for a few weeks, so I didn't have a chance to bring this one up. But this one was by far the most fascinating one that I've seen probably since BS High, and there's um. It's a series on HBO Max. Well, Max, I'm sorry. Don't mean to disrespect the streaming service. It's HBO with yes, us, man. Yeah, you can well, they, they might pay us, like, you know, to promote them one day, so I don't want to mess up. The, <laughs> they do whatever they the want to. Us. But there was a, I think it was like a five or six episode series that they have on Max. It's called McMillions. And it's basically a uh, short documentary series about what happened with McDonald's when they had, like, the Monopoly mm. thing going on. And apparently... The entire thing was one big scam. It was all run by one guy who got his hands on the winning tickets every single year. And he basically sold them out to family members and friends. They never went randomly to people in the in the general population. It never went to anybody. It was basically one big network of people that's all connected to one guy. And he basically had other people working for him. And they basically, you know, picked 
people that they knew that they trusted to keep this secret for them. And basically there's like, they're basically splitting the money. Every single time you see somebody win, it was never somebody that just randomly won. It was always like a family member or a friend or something like that of the family. They were all connected to this one guy. And apparently this went on for years until apparently one of them died into died in a car crash. And then they had to find another way to keep this scam going. And then, you know, once you lose trust in one person, they, they started getting caught. The FBI started investigating it. And you, you know how it is. Like one person can crumble the entire house. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you don't pay off somebody right or somebody feels like slighted in any kind of way, you know, that, that's when all came crumbling down. So I thought this was a very fascinating thing because I remember – kind of like being obsessed with the Monopoly game whenever mm-hmm. it came back to the Monopoly McDonald's. game, yeah. yeah. So I see it come around. I was like, oh, man, shit, man. I got Park Place. Yeah. <laughs> One more ticket, man. So like, it was all a scam. It was all a scam. What? It was all a scam. The entire McDonald's time, again. it was all a scam. Then eventually they brought it back like some years later when they tried to regain trust. But apparently, like, I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but apparently they took a lot of people down. That was entire this whole process. The people that made the tickets for uh, – for the Monopoly game for McDonald's, like they all went bankrupt. Like a lot of people that work for them, like the security company, they all went bankrupt. Like this whole scam destroyed a lot of lives and a lot of companies along the way. And McDonald's had nothing to do with it whatsoever. They had no idea this was going on until the FBI came to them, wanted to get involved with the investigation. Like, hey, we think your Monopoly game is a scam. We have information that says like certain people are getting these game winning tickets and it's not going out randomly like it's supposed to. And we think that they're basically like robbing you guys of all this, uh, this money. It was just a very, very fascinating watch. And I would recommend that if you have like, I don't know, like four or five hours to watch like this limited series, I think this was very fascinating. If you want to know what the hell happened to the McDonald's uh, game at McDonald's, watch McMillions on HBO Max or sorry, Max. It it was very captivating. I thought it was mind blowing just to see how far this scam actually went. So yeah, that'll be my bid for for you guys this week. It's McMillan McMillions on Max. That's good, man. Ryan, what you got for us? Uh, I just want to say that um, that is uh, something I will absolutely watch, and I think that might be a good thing to watch. It's me and my dad. I uh, I do my best not to. Um, vocalize any embarrassing moments I've had with my family just because of the great love I have for my family. But my dad embarrassed me a couple times this week during conversations with other family members. And uh, he's a great dad, I do want to say. But one of the more embarrassing moments of my childhood was um, in Chicago. I was We were in elementary school at the time. And, uh, yeah, my mom was going – she did uh, – annual cancer treatment at a Chicago hospital. And uh, one of those trips up there, uh, probably fourth or fifth grade, we stopped at McDonald's while she was at her doctor's appointment. And uh, my dad thought he was close to winning the McDonald's Monopoly game. So didn't we all? Uh, he did. I, I was just interested in eating the food <laughs> myself. I, I just wanted a quarter pound of cheese and fries and a Coke. Pretty good. Royale with cheese. <laughs> right no, now cheese. no pickle. <laughs> no pickle, absolutely. Yeah. That's mandatory. Yeah. So since my dad thought he was so close to winning that stupid-ass Monopoly game, in front of at least 15 or 20 patrons in the restaurant, including the employees at McDonald's, he lifted up the trash bin and started digging through the trash for anybody throwing out their Monopoly pieces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. That it was, was the most embarrassing 
thing. And I'm saying it's not like we were that gave me a, a decent middle class life. It's yeah, I didn't uh yeah, I I yeah, well, I was not living under a bridge in fourth or fifth grade. So to see him digging through a trash bin in Chicago was embarrassing and seeing all those people staring at him like he was a crazy person. That was very embarrassing. So did you just own him in that moment? Like, man, somebody dad digging through the <laughs> trash. Was, that was my only ride home. So you know, <laughs> damn, I'd be a male prostitute in so Chicago. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really have. I couldn't really say a whole lot. Yeah. Um. So sorry, Dad. I promise I will never mention anything more embarrassing on that on this podcast. <laughs> so I do apologize. But when you were talking about, that's the first thing that popped in my head and. That is ingrained in top ten most embarrassing moments of my life. I think it's the parents' job, so so to speak, to embarrass the kids, just to keep them humble. Just keep them humble a little bit. Like I gave you life, you can be embarrassed for a few minutes. Right? Just just take this. <laughs> He's digging through the trash. Everybody thought we were homeless at that point. <laughs> Probably looking at say, poor, poor we were child. homeless. Yeah. Especially Man. if you got a black mom <laughs> come up to pick you up at school yeah. and they got like their little their little bonnet on, like a robe. They just they dress like how females yeah, dress yeah. now when they go to Walmart. Yeah. Oh, it, that's, you ought to be like it's shamed. more accepting now. But back then it was kind of like, oh man, my who mom mama used, is that? My mom used to wait till all my friends were over and go to the Goodwill. And then bring all the bags of Goodwill. <laughs> I just be like, oh, like, what the no, fuck? Y'all shopping at Goodwill? Good, uh, y'all poor? Yeah, I'm not wearing this uh, purple Fruit of Looms hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing uh, yeah. You got a bunch of irregular drawers. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Like, mom, turn that bag around, inside out or something, man. Why you go to Goodwill now? They got good deals. Yeah, I know. This shit's damn near free. Shit. <laughs> bring these bags of Goodwill in here. A whole try a whole truckload of Goodwill stuff. I got your dad some jeans for work. Like, God damn it, man. Oh God, that'd be so embarrassing. That's Walmart. That's Walmart. That ain't Goodwill. But man, yeah. Yeah. They they have to embarrass you. Oh, they have to. Funny. We're almost funny. forty. Our parents yeah. did a good job. They did. Yeah. Now I'm doing it to my kids now. <laughs> I understand. Like as much as the aggravation and the heartache and pain that my kids cause. My get back is like, you know what? Next time I see your friends around, I'm going to do some embarrassing shit around you. <laughs> That's perfect. Like all this headache that you be giving me, talking back. I'm like, no, fuck that, man. You you about to get these jokes. I'm about to embarrass the shit out of you in front of your friends. Your friends ain't going to never come around you no more. <laughs> no more friends for you. Yeah. Like, I'm your friend. That's it. Just please don't ever answer the door with your pinochle out. Oh no, no, that's, that, no that, that, that's that ain't embarrassing. That's going to jail. <laughs> that's sexual yeah. assault somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Indecent exposure. Yeah. Like, no, you don't want to do all that. Yeah. Uh, and Sean, I'm glad you came to visit and play video games with me when I was in Candlelight. I'm glad you weren't part of the those uh, two people that had to go through that. So oh, I I'm don't sure remember that. But yeah. I'm glad you weren't. <laughs> The, uh, I'm glad uh, you didn't have to see that. In oh, your life. I was too scared of Mr. Winter to see anything else. <laughs> I'd be like, knock on doors, Ryan. There, he'd just look at you for a little bit. He'd live like, hold on one second, son. He wouldn't even say Ryan's name, son. Sean's out here. He'd just walk away, leave the door right open. Like, all right, I guess I'll just come in. I guess. I just stand here for another 20 minutes. All right, come to the top of the stairs and look down. Oh, what's up, man? Inviting all these punk-ass yeah. kids to my house. Play, play Grand Theft Auto, man? Hell yeah, play some Madden. Oh, yeah. Dream. Sean saw the DVD and video game collection. Oh, I had. Yeah, he I'm loved my, he loved that apartment. Hell yeah, that was fun over there. Yeah, I'm glad. The company was welcome. The yeah. company was very welcome. I used welcome. to ride my bike over there. I would ride over there. 
This was great over here. <laughs> we yeah. go to the movies. <laughs> Man, this is fun. Oh, yeah. We had some uh, regretful walks up to Southtown Mall. Oh, yeah. And Richard was still young enough where he would include himself with us. So we it was really two of y'all at some points. You know what I mean? So, yes. And Richard was always nice with me. Y'all two would argue. But he was always cool with me. Yeah, y'all two would Our get into arguments it. usually <laughs> stem from something that happened yeah. before you got there. God damn it, Richard. That's all you were here. What? What? What, right? What? Like, I'm going to tell mom. Like, man, y'all that was That was pretty much the biggest argument. Yeah. I'm going to tell mom. Oh, I should have got away with a lot more oh, than what yeah. I did. Oh, man. Man, y'all had some interesting stories growing up, man. Y'all need to have, like, your own documentary. So, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know if we ever told this story, but... Oh, God. Hold you on. Was, you skipping school, and your mom called... Did you skip school? You left school early or something. Your mom called me, or my mom, or I, somehow I picked up, and I I just told her you skipped school. I couldn't help it because I thought something happened. I wasn't sure. And she's like, Have you, you were on punishment or something. Yeah, you I was, was on punishment. Okay. Yeah, I never skipped school. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not, I was not the, that level You went bad. to the movies. I was grounded. Okay. I was okay. grounded. Yeah. yeah, I went to the movies, and I was not supposed to be going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, fast. Stupid Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, end of days, was it? It was a futuristic was, movie. Was it Last day? Action Hero or The Sixth Day or something? Day the or... Sixth Day. And, uh, the stupidest. one with Michael Rappaport where he got clones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. left school for that? I, I did, no, I just I was grounded. I never, I've never <laughs> skipped school, I promise. And Unless, somehow, except for Senior Skip Day. I did for that. She couldn't find you or something. And she I called, was grounded. And I did called, not skip school, yeah, listeners. She, I did not skip school. She called and she was just like, she was, I couldn't help it. I didn't lie. I couldn't lie. And she was like, have you seen Ron? I was like, yeah, he went to the movies. She's like, oh, well, thank you. Damn, <laughs> man. You Thanks a lot, snitch. Sean. Thanks a like, lot. Hey, I'm about to get disgraced. My parents was there. All I'm the times dis- I covered for you. Hey, I was like, shit, I thought, I don't know if he, I don't know if something bad happened to him, you know, so I don't want to act like I All don't know. All the times I lied for you. It was just one time, man. I was, she was so nice on the phone. I forgot. Sean had me in Evansville, Indiana. <laughs> Why? Told, told his parents, hey, I was at Ryan's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah, this dude that driving us three hours <laughs> in Indiana. And I was at Ryan's house. Yeah, that's where I was we at. We Ryan, Greg. I'm and still only Ryan. Ryan was smoking weed, by the way. Not me. <laughs> I, oh, I'm that's, that's foul right there. That's, that, that, ain't, that ain't right. Uh, no, that was he great. never took me as far as that Evansville. We, I will, we went uh, to like... Anderson and Indy, and we we went all over. I hope Lazy don't hear this part, but we went all over. We went to the Warsaw one time, and we walked in the bar. It was me, you, and James Howard, and we walked in the bar, and the whole crowd like just looking at us, like y'all motherfuckers are definitely in the wrong area. Like we walked to the Ku Klux Klan bar. <laughs> like, oh, man. man, that was in Warsaw. That was in Warsaw or some little small town over there, and we were meeting some girls. It's like, hey, come to the bar now. Imagine this. We go in there and they're playing like ludicrous and shit, but it's like an all white country ass bar playing rap music. I was Fascinating. Like, yeah, it was weird, but they all looked at us like, yeah, y'all definitely not here from here. Uh, I just remember times like that. We would definitely go and James would be all in and Ryan would be like, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> this, this is far, man. I don't know. And me and James like, come on, come on, Ryan, shut up. He's coming with us. And he just drank there, there was one trip. I, I was drinking way too much. And as soon as you dropped me off of my house, I you just threw opened up. Yes, threw up. Yeah, forget you that. slept the whole way back. I was just sitting there quiet as hell driving back from somewhere. 
We get there. I was like, Ryan, man, you're at home. The guy out. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, you could have made it to the door. He's in the house. I was like, oh, shit. Slept the whole way. Like, I had my son with me or some shit. He just slept the entire drive. <laughs> I did have a, uh, a, a solid two-year... Three year relationship you know with the you lady. Were, this, you know how excited you were. Terrell Owens had just went to Buffalo. I remember <laughs> this. That's how long ago That's this was. A long time That's ago. A long time ago. So, oh, and the Patriots were whooping our ass that entire time. <laughs> oh, I remember how hype you were, and then you just went to sleep. <laughs> Slept the whole way back. <laughs> yeah, I'm Buffalo sorry. didn't make the playoffs no. anytime. To you, I guarantee that. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get this train back on the tracks, yeah. man. Y'all gonna be reminiscing all all podcasts about all y'all adventures. Yeah, it That's is Tommy. I'm sorry, you yeah. set that up way too good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't so, mean to do all that. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like Jason Kidd. I pull an alley oop. I don't even mean to. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking no. of uh, tag teams and trains, <laughs> no, no, that's not I'm sorry. Damn, pause. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to keep this as PG 13 as possible. Okay, I like to see you try. I've honestly held off on doing this for binge worthy just because of the content matter, but it's such a good series, and this is the only thing that I've caught up on. And the season two does premiere tonight. Uh, if you want to see season two of the series that I'm about to mention, uh, that is going to be on Hulu and Sling for all you slingers out there. <laughs> and um, this is, please forgive me, guys. I feel like I need to like do a disclaimer, like all comments made Sorry. by Ryan are no reflection of, <laughs> of Sean and Tommy or Cinemax Avance. These are your statements and your statements alone. They are no reflection on how we feel. About whatever community you about to offend. Proceed. Oh, thank you, Kai, sir. Oh, you guys are comedy gold tonight. I'm just trying to keep I it clean, man. I was not man. prepared. You guys are killing me tonight. Oh, my goodness. Well, I promise this is this is worthwhile, and it'll bring back some good memories. Sex Before the Internet. That is the name of this documentary series. Sex Before the Internet. Sex Before the Internet. And it primarily deals with the sex trade, and that includes uh, prostitutes and porno stars before the Internet was um, given to the common public. Now, uh, you guys are in my age group, so you guys all remember those uh, commercials back in the 90s called 1900 Five 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 yeah. for a hot day tonight. <laughs> I am not that stupid, not to my <laughs> recollection. I never called, it, but you have to remember those commercials. All the commercials I saw, they was trying to say rescue puppies and kittens and stuff like that. that. I have no idea what nine hundred number you talking about. I, I understand. I'm sorry you weren't watching the same channels I was. No, it was I, just I saw Cleo. That's all I saw. <laughs> there was there was um, a big popularity in the '90s for 800 numbers, but. On the flip side of that coin, the 900 sex chat numbers were a huge deal in the 90s, a, a tremendous deal. They actually had people paying a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a minute to talk to somebody on the other line. What a time. And, of course, not all these people that you think are females you're talking to were, were actually males. Now... 
shout out. So the original catfish was them. <laughs> yes. And I shout out to Spike Lee and super fine Teresa Randall for Girl 6. Uh, that was, um, she pretty much played their role as one of those workers in that. But they also delve into the VHS era of adult filmmaking. Shout out to Boogie Nights. Uh, you so love I could, your Boogie Nights, <laughs> I couldn't resist. And uh, if any children of close to our age had HBO in the 90s, I'm sure when your parents were asleep, you watch Real Sex on HBO. Sorry if you guys missed out on that. Taxi cab confession. <laughs> yeah. Scandalous yeah. shit back then. <laughs> it was absolutely scandalous. And shout out to David Duchovny on Showtime. What was it? Rich U Diaries? Was that him? He was on Rich U? I know that I remember name. he was like the people that they wrote letters to. Don't don't ask me why I know this. Just trust me. That's to say that he had like a small part in that show. Like he was like the narrator at the beginning and then it just went off to whatever kind of weird story. Of- You're telling me my... One of my childhood heroes was on Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, look it up. It's, it's on his IMDb. Oh, God. Well, it's David Duchovny, man. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I should act in hindsight. It was weird that enough that he was part of the show. <laughs> I should not be that surprised. All right. That man would take any paycheck possible. He he took it all. <laughs> he took all the paychecks. But um, I, I do find it fascinating seeing how um, people – fine lines of work and this just happens to be one of them and yes um for all you youngsters who happen to be listening uh before there was a uh porn hub um only fans or my personal favorite xvideos.com there <laughs> I was trying not to laugh uh, I'm so, sorry. So, sorry I watched it too those are free <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, um, if if um, if it makes any worse, just imagine uh, how bad the current lineup of those employees are making money when we can pretty much watch it for free. And back in the day, you pretty much had to rent on VHS or um, pay for $10 magazine to see that crap. This is extremely fascinating. And there's an old saying that um, the oldest line of work is, unfortunately, prostitution. Hope uh, none of our proud, glorious, wonderful females ever have to resort to that line of work. But sex always will sell. And I do think it is quite fascinating to see how they made money off of that before the current age of the Internet that we're in. So anybody over the age of 21, uh, anybody over the age of 15, I'll I'll say that. Anybody over the age of 15, you can handle this. Sex before the internet. You can watch the first season, I believe, for free on vicetv.com. Season 2 premieres tonight on Hulu. I saw that update when I was gathering my notes before the show. I wanted to give a shout-out. Promise I'm not a pervert, listeners. I just like... Good Isn't document. that what a pervert would say? <laughs> just to be clear, <laughs> you, you, like you have my word, and it's stronger than oak. Like, shut up! Like, everybody says that shit. <laughs> like, I, I swear, I'm not a pervert. Really, I heard this before. Like, like, you swear on everything you love. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it, it, the 
That is such a cliche. I'm <laughs> sorry. You just left it there for <laughs> sorry. me. And I promise I, I don't go on xvideos.com as much as I did in my late 20s. I promise. Which is weird. You always you kind of struck me as a spank bank kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Spank bank. Oh, you going to leave me out to dry? All right, fine, whatever. Like X hamster, it. all that weird <laughs> shit. There's always something out there for I, everybody. I, I like the normal porn. I, I like Define no, no, we no, yeah. we can't we can go down that rabbit hole. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, but yeah, if if you have to know, I don't. I really don't. I swear to God, I don't. I just, I, I just like yeah. to see if I do watch porn. I'm, I really watch more than two people in the same room watch porn. But that is only on a drought, and I hope you guys never have to go through that yourselves. Nope. But, yep, three weeks without getting laid, xvideos.com, possibly. Um, Sorry, family I've, I've and been friends. been a long time, my friend. There's <laughs> <laughs> been some droughts in that oh, house. Oh, yeah, some droughts. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it happens. It, it, it does. It happens I, to the best I, of But us. you know what? I, I, I have memories of stuff. I just pull those. I have a Rolodex in my mind, and I just go whoa, in whoa, there. Whoa. We're talking about pornos, or are just moments where I've had near. If I don't need, I don't need to go look at porn. I just remember shit. Oh, so, you got a spank thing? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what you meant by that. Yeah. That's what you, I thought. Yeah, that was. A, I thought. That, I thought you meant like an actual porn place called Spank Bank. That's what I thought. Uh, uh, no, yeah. a spank bank is like a, a mental, like a memory that that's you have I, yeah. that, can, that you can hold in your head. <laughs> Just for whatever oh, yeah, reason. Yeah, for sure. If you need to go back to it now, be careful with that because, you know, that might come out at the wrong time. So you have to make sure that you know when to go to that spank bank or I call her my mental Rolodex. Or yeah. you, you go, when you go to that, you have to be careful to put it back because sometimes it'll stay and you might use it at the wrong time. So Very I just go to that when I need it for the most. And then, you know, if, if I'm law, if I'm gone somewhere or is this a bit of drought like you guys said, so... So I sometimes don't need porn because I have just memories over the years. So yeah. No, Ryan got more of a drought than anybody that I know. Sure. <laughs> you should. Yeah. You're single man. Uh, it should be. It should be flowing single in. Single man don't mean it's flowing in. Sometimes no. it's. All right. I already got my. I already got mine at the house. I know where she is. Mm. All I gotta do is play my cards right. You know, rub her feet or something like that. And then boom. That's all, I, that's all it takes. I, it I, I don't know who's situation. listening, but I just I want anybody, <laughs> all male listeners. Yeah. You can do worse than me. So shout out to anybody gave my ugly ass a chance this year, last year, in the past 30 years. <laughs> I'm willing to bet if you was living under a bridge, you'd probably still get some. <laughs> <laughs> no. I so wouldn't. women yeah, women I mean, need some companionship, yeah, man. You just talk to them. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, just, just I'm not uh, the best talker. It's your situation. If you, yeah, you, you, you guess you can get them any kind of way. You know I mean? You don't have to be trying to. You know, yeah, gift of gab can get you so far, yeah. You know? But overall, just this personality, they may get you a little bit further down, on down the way, yeah. Because it's not like you a piece of shit human being out here and then just running through chicks. At least I don't know. I'm trying to keep it clean definitely out not, there. definitely not. No, you just a, a good, clean, wholesome guy, and maybe you're just really picky. You know, it, you don't want women driving your car. I know that much. No, you don't, do that. don't want those ghetto ass again. white chicks with neck tattoos. <laughs> and, you know, ugly ass belly shirts and pajama pants. Uh, I'm not marrying like the Walmart them. crowd. You don't want that. I'm definitely not marrying them. Uh, nice for a date. Yeah. Great, great date. Yeah, you know, take her out to Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, go yeah. out somewhere. Let her get and a beer. And they know it's pinochle time too. You have to remember that. <laughs> so <laughs> they know it too. And about to say, yeah. I'm about to say, look at it this way. You're not praying on them. They might be praying on you. Yeah. Whew. At this age, that's a good point. Yeah. 
You may you may be like you ain't the ops in this one. They may be preying on you at this that point. That is a very good point. <laughs> yeah. Think about it, man. They could be they can be yearning for some companionship too, not yeah. just you. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Women are more they're more uh open with that now. You know, I feel like in my twenties I was the hunter all the time. Now in you know, in your thirties I was more hunted. You know, or yeah, I was still hunting, but I was getting shot at back. Like, goddamn! Yeah, it's a real life prey <laughs> for you. Hell yeah! Like, like the you think the predator coming from you? <laughs> traps and shit. I'm stepping in. Oh. <laughs> like, like, oh damn! Like he good with kids. Yeah. Like he pays his bills on time. Like he got a car. You know a trap when you go over there and she done made a big dinner and stuff. Like, hey, this is my favorite food. Oh, you, know? you see pasta on the table. Yeah, you think pasta. you're being set up? She got us a room at the casino and shit like that. This might like, be how'd the, you know I gamble? Yeah, Michigan hoodie. This might be the one. Man, this is great. Damn. Yeah, really, so, y'all. No, don't hopefully. fall for that. That's called a booby trap. <laughs> that's that's that what I'm is. saying. There's some traps, but uh, yeah, I need to get these polar bears from chasing me. God <laughs> <laughs> damn! Holy shit! All right, where are we are? Where yeah, are we sorry. with the podcast, man? Where, where are we at? We we passed Bingeworth. Yeah, yes, we are. Uh, All right, we well, past new well releases. Past. Let's new get release. some new releases before we go completely off the tracks, man. Y'all funny as hell tonight, man. I, I like the energy, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all goofy. A, I took a nap. So I got <laughs> All right, new releases for me. Uh, my first one up is the retirement plan with Nicolas Cage. Just came out on Hulu. That's I've been hearing about that. Yeah. I have to say, this was a little bit disappointing, even for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Usually his low-budget, like, straight-to-video kind of oh, movies, God. there's still, like, some kind of charm in it for me. But this one, it was just kind of, I don't know, it was just, like, the lead actress, which I believe is, like, uh, Ashley Green, who was in the Twilight series. She just she just didn't work for me at all. She was a, she was a horrible actress in this movie. Like, she just didn't know how to act at all. Like, she gave up. Like, she already got paid, and she said, fuck it. I'm just going to come on the set. I'm just going to act like I know my lines. I'm just going to recite this shit, like, monotone as possible, and I'm not going to make it believable at all. She kind of killed the movie for me. Her her acting was terrible. Now, the daughter of the movie and Nicolas Cage, like, their little uh, bond in their movie was pretty good. Uh, Ron Perlman, I'm never going to be disappointed seeing him on the screen. I'm still a big fan of uh, Hellboy. But overall, this movie was pretty disappointing. Nicholas Cage and Ron Perlman gave us a dud. That's gave us a dud. This was like a two out of five for me. Ooh. And that's me being like really gracious with it. Just give Nicholas Cage all the respect that he deserves as an actor. But this this one wasn't wasn't a very good watch. I wouldn't recommend people watch this unless you really got an hour to burn or you know you, you want a vacuum, but you just want to keep the TV on and watch it every once <laughs> in a while. Yeah, go ahead and watch this, but I wouldn't recommend this. It's like two out of five for me for the retirement plan on Hulu. So what else y'all got for us this week? I didn't watch anything new, aside for the show. I didn't watch any new movies. Um, there was a couple of things on Peacock that I was about to watch, but I didn't ever get a chance to watch anything new. So uh, no, no, nothing new for me, except for that show I told you guys about, just uh, the blind girl, which is not a new show, just something new for me. So yeah, no new mo- no new movies for me. So. Oh, oh shit! I forgot. Ryan, can I can I go back to me real quick? Absolutely. All right, Sean, I'm a little bit disappointed in you, oh, because you trashed a movie that I actually found myself enjoying quite a bit. What's this movie? Rebel Moon. You liked that? I oh, did. I absolutely. Man. I liked it. I thought it was actually pretty decent. I was man. like, I was waiting to watch it and just thinking it was trash, but I kept watching it like the first twenty, thirty minutes. I was watching. I was like, like, huh? Like it's. It's not terrible so far. I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for it to get like worse. But as it kept going and going, I actually was, I was like, uh, 
like intrigued by the storyline. It wasn't. I can see how you're looking at it like a Star Wars knockoff, yeah. but I wasn't trying to compare it like Star Wars. So at the end, when he when oh, the bad dude did when, when he, he got did. resurrected, yeah, yeah. What, that, what, what was that? Like, well, I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, uh, okay, like you really forcing this dude to like come back alive again. Like yeah. I was looking forward to his death or whatever, but like the resurrection, like the like the father talking about trying to find her daughter and all this other stuff. I was yeah. like, yeah. Like, okay, like, they kind of got a little bit, like, mucky at the end. Like, I feel like I could have cleaned that up a little bit better. But overall, I actually quite enjoyed this movie. I thought the action was pretty decent. It's nice to see, uh, was it, uh, what's the guy's name that played a cyborg in Justice League? Seeing him in a role since the Justice League. Nice to what see Zack Snyder. Good he, was for that, him? he was that black guy with the, with the dreads. That was him. He's like the leader of that little function. Little yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I saw was, him in the movie. I was like, oh, oh damn, damn I didn't know that was him. No, good for him. I was like, I was wondering if he was ever going to get like another movie role because I really haven't seen him in anything else since Justice League. So it's nice to see that Jack, uh, Zack Snyder was giving him another role. There's a lot of slow motion scenes. Slow yeah. motion is kind of like uh, Michael Bay. Like yeah. you want to see a slow motion yeah. scene and damn oh, near yeah. everything that he shoots, no matter um, what it is. I, maybe I'll watch it again because when I was watching, Lacey was disgracing it too. So I was like, maybe I was feeding off of her negativity, but I didn't find much enjoyment with it. And I thought, uh, I can't remember her name, but the lead actress... Uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, something Bartella. I can't remember her name, but she was like the the main she was, chick. She was like the main chick. I I, I like her a I, lot. I, I did say I liked her. I liked her, but I just didn't think the movie was all that great. You know, I, I thought it was okay, but you was compared to the, like Star Wars kind of thing. It feels Star Wars. When to I me. watched it, yeah. I compared it to Dune, and I thought it was a hell of a yeah, lot better than that. what Dune was. Yeah. Dune, I didn't you like, think it was better than Dune? One? I didn't like Dune either. I hated, I hated that Dune movie. I didn't the first like Dune one. either. I thought it was, was a disappointment. Yeah. yeah, I was a disappointment. I didn't like either one. Like yeah. the most impressive thing about Dune was that big ass sandworm that they had in there. Like the aesthetic of that one, I thought that was like beautifully made. Somebody I thought said it was, was like really good, but overall, was, it was just uh, <clears throat> I can care less about Dune when I watched it. I watched it a second time. I was like, damn man, Rebel Moon is way better than this fucking Dune bullshit. I can see if you compare it to Star Wars, but you compare it to like the new Star Wars movies, like uh, like the Last Jedi or well, that's what all he, that shit. I thought it was better than that. That's what he originally wanted, right? He wanted to make a Star Wars, right? It did. Yeah. It, it did feel like he was making like his own version of Star Wars. Yeah, I thought yeah, he made so. it uh, a little bit more graphic and darker. That's what I kind of liked about it because Star Wars kind of gets a little bit goofy as it goes along. Yeah, it was a little darker. I would say that. It was but, like cliched in a lot of spots. It, is, yeah. it was like, damn, man, they really went cookie cutter on some of these storylines and like the bad guys and all this other shit. I feel like they could have done a little bit better, but overall, I wasn't, I wasn't too, uh, wasn't too dissatisfied with what I saw. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was actually pretty good. So, Rebel Moon, I'm probably gonna give that three and a half out of five. Man. I wasn't gonna trash it like like you did. I actually thought it was pretty good for me. As a fan of Zack Snyder and just like as a movie it fan, good. just yeah. wanting to be yeah. entertained, I was I was entertained for the two hour and some odd time that it was on. I thought it was actually pretty decent. So I, I I'm looking forward to how uh, part two goes. So yeah, that, that that was the other review that I had for this week. I thought that was actually pretty good. I was a little bit disappointed that you trashed it so much. I wish I would have watched it earlier so I can combat that uh, review that you gave us the last week. Yeah, I just uh, it just wasn't for me. I should watch it again, but yeah, you know, if, if it wasn't for you, I, I'm not mad at it. But I was like, uh, it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. It was a little bit better. It wasn't like the greatest thing that I've ever seen. Like I, th- I definitely thought like Army of the Dead was a little bit better. Yeah, I like Army of the Dead better than this. I did. I, I, I'm a fan of Army of the Dead. I like Army of the Dead better than this, and it it looks like a Zack Snyder movie. It has a great look to it. I just I felt like I've seen this type of thing before, so 
I just feel like he just threw this out there to see what people would think. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of effort was into it. But Well, this yeah. is a big money investment from Netflix, <laughs> and they already planned a part two. Yeah. Um, they invested a lot of money into yeah, this. Yeah, now you see it. Yeah. I, and Netflix is throwing away money at this point, man. They, they are. They, have, they got they got money to throw away. Yeah, they've made so much money, they, they have it to, to spend. Huh. Oh, and my, uh, my last review, just to get mine out the way, and I'll pass off to Ryan, I watched the... Kevin Hart movie on Netflix, Lift. Trash. Damn. See, I thought that was a little bit better than that. Kevin Hart <laughs> not being funny in a movie. He wasn't is, funny. It yeah. was that was a risk that he should not have taken. If you're doing a movie like Fatherhood, which still has like a little bit of humor in it, I understand that. But doing a movie like this, I think it it needed like a little bit more Kevin Hart like to it as far as like making it a little bit more of a like a comedy, I feel like him trying to be serious in this role, which looked like it was made to be more of a like a comedy kind of mix with serious. I feel like he it was a misfire for him. Like even the the movie, it was it felt like they was trying to make like a like their own version of like Ocean's Eleven. They was trying to make like another version mm-hmm. of like what's that one with uh, Jason Statham and uh, Mark Wahlberg, like the Italian job. That was a great movie. It felt like they was making like another version of that, but it just it didn't work for me. You saw I feel it, like you saw something it was missing. Yeah, you saw it coming. I did. Yeah. Like the beginning of it was kind of interesting, like the way they was like uh, still in the NFT, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing the one guy that's from uh, the Spider Man series uh, with Tom Holland. It was nice to see him in another role. But overall, I just felt like it was just something not quite right with the script and how they ended up making this one. I feel like they. It was a misfire on something. Something wasn't quite There's right. There's a couple of decent scenes, like when they were in the airplane and they had to. So he told her to go yeah. do something in the bathroom, and she loafed. And I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, was, they had yeah. like some, it had some, yeah. it had some good scenes, and it. it wasn't like overall like, like god awful. But it was just something just wasn't quite right that was missing from the movie. Now I, I ain't gonna lie, the one main chick that uh, played Renslayer on the Loki show, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, she bad. That's what I said. She's she, fine. She's pretty as hell. I, yeah. I saw her. I saw her in them jeans. I was like, "Ooh, shit!" When he had her dress up to get on the plane, I was like, Ooh, "Yeah!" I was fuck. like, "I was like, God damn!" Like mm. she's so used. I'm so used to seeing her as like a villain. It's kind of hard to look at her a certain way. But as soon as I saw her in this movie, I was like, "Damn!" Like this girl, this girl look pretty damn and, good. And they got that accent too. She has a I know accent. Yeah, but for me, it's it's all about teeth and eyes. Uh, yeah, everything yeah. else like falls like, like I can at the wayside for me. I can see how you. There was a couple of really cheesy parts. There was a couple parts where with the plane, I was like, yeah, that looks fake as hell. Like the fight scene yeah, that they had, it was yeah. like, eh, I don't know. Like Kevin Hart, it just, just he does. Kevin Hart had a fight scene. Yeah, a lot of a couple fight scenes. Kevin yeah. Hart just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that should have got this part as being like a leader yeah, of this group. If yeah. he felt out of place, right? He wasn't being comedic. He didn't, he didn't have the comedic relief that he normally has, and that's what you expect from him. It was a couple little. Oh, that's kind of funny, but it wasn't his normal. I, I haven't seen him quite like this because I didn't watch the Fatherhood movie yet. It literally felt like him and Mark Wahlberg made a bet and said, "Hey, I bet I can remix your movie and do it better." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like one of those movies from the from the nineties that just sat on a shelf. Some studio bought it. Just got kept getting flipped around, and it just got made because they finally got a big star to sign on. If Kevin Hart would have never took this lead, I, I'm sure The Rock. Mark Wahlberg, Jason Statham, maybe even Sylvester Stallone, for all we know. They all turned down the role on this movie. Kevin Hart, he got a production deal. He probably got a little producer credit on this and uh, got made. 
I'm sure everybody who uh, who deals in comedy all the time, they want to expand their boundaries sometimes. And I feel like some of the actors in the sh- I thought it was better than what Tommy's. You gave it a, a lower grade than I gave. I gave it like a solid in the middle score. Which I gave it a three. But they did have, what's the dude named Nafrio? Oh, Vincent, uh, Vincent Nafrio. They had Gene Renault. They had a decent, a decent. Yeah, cast. I mean, a that's like look. they had him, and I'm getting tired of Gene Renault playing like villain, villain, a villain. He is a villain. Yeah, he's a, like I'm always going to see him yeah. as Leon the Professor. Yeah, I can't get over that. But his ass is getting old. Yeah, his ass look real old in this. But yeah, I, I, they do put him in the villain role a lot. It's just something we have we've seen over and over. The same kind of. You know, he's got to take one for the team. He's the leader. Yeah. He's warning them about all the risks. And, of course, they're going to go anyways. They're they're, they're going they're all in, even though they can all die. You've seen that before, you know. Yeah, so, and even how they yeah. stole the gold, like, it wasn't like a good twist to me. Yeah, no, the stakes weren't high enough. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it was Like I said, and as soon as I saw Sam Worthington, I started laughing. I was like, oh, Ryan's going to hate this shit. <laughs> ah, Friday, yeah. you know, see, how the hell he get this role? Yeah, he, his role is exactly what you think. Asshole, yeah, not yeah. even a good acting job. I was like, this is exactly what Ryan keeps talking about. Uh, Why does Kevin, this dude have a job? Kevin Hart, homeboy. He's got home. What's up, homeboy? Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking about maybe giving this movie a chance. You had to bring Sam Worthington's name into this. Oh no! As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh man, Ryan gonna go in on this <laughs> oh, one." Oh my like, god! Sam Worthington stay with a job. <laughs> he does. So we're so we're we're all you know on the opposite spectrum on two movies because you like the Rebel Moon and I didn't, and I like Lift a little bit better than you. Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't know. Is, maybe I'm just like maybe I'm just not I'm not sold into like cliched shit anymore. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I feel like you think I that, just I go for more entertainment value. I feel like Netflix came out with that murder mystery too last year. It was around this time. God, I hated that. I one. feel like this is the same type of budget that they had with that with the Adam Sandler movie. I feel like this is the same type of big. They try something early on in the year and see if it sticks. You know, what I mean, maybe I'm just lost on that one. Yeah, but, and I feel like yeah. I, I'm maybe I'm just getting tired of, tired of uh, heist movies. Yeah, that's enough of those. Because yeah. after they did like Army of the Dead, I think they did like Army of Thieves or something like that. It was a it was basically a movie spinoff of Army of the Dead where they went back to the one guy that was a safe cracker in Army of the Dead, and they did like his prequel to what he was doing before he got recruited for Army of the Dead. Oh, the, did you ever catch dude? that one? It was like a, it uh-uh. was like the one white guy that they found oh, in like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the safe shop or whatever. Like they basically did like his version of uh, his spinoff, and I was like, uh, it just it it didn't it didn't quite work for me. It was a decent movie, but it wasn't like the greatest. I feel like Netflix needs to pick a little bit better like uh, script writers for their shows because this stuff just doesn't work. I feel like it's very lazy writing. It, it definitely point. is, and this is a whole different model than what we're used to, as. Uh, people that have grown up going to the movie theater to see stuff we really want to see or uh if we don't miss a movie theater we go to the veal store and rent it we're in a new age right now and netflix is not just a streamer they are a studio within itself yes they are and uh they're new to the game so those uh second and third or sometimes even 50th draft that uh, most writers have to go through before the movie actually gets made. Netflix is just going to pump it out as soon as it reaches halfway good quality. And uh, before I even mention Sam Worthington, I was thinking in my head uh, at this point, uh, Kevin Hart Netflix movie is the equivalent of a movie starring Jay Courtney. I'm it, damn another I, name I, that catches us straight. I I expect mediocrity, and I, I I like Kevin Hart a lot. 
actually. I do think he's quite talented. There's a couple of movies that I really like of Kevin Hart. I like The Ringer. I like that. Agreed. Uh, was pretty I good. I thought that was funny. It was, uh, of course, you got like that Think Like a Man. Which has got a lot of other people in it, but he was probably the biggest name still. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. he, he's, he's got a lot of good movies on his resume. And, and yeah. uh, his stand-ups are uh, not classics by any means, but they're not garbage. Yeah. I don't know. The last few have been garbage. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen one. Like, you guys have seen that. That, that one that's on Peacock, I haven't seen. Uh, what, Reality new, Check? Yeah, Reality Check. I haven't seen that one. Oh, but I, I thought it was better. Uh, than I expected. That's all. I, but it's, it is what you say. It is a lot of cliche and a lot of stuff we've seen before. So, um. Well, I am glad Tommy gave me hope for uh, the um, Rebel Moon. I want to see what you think about it. Right? Yeah, you're going to be the tiebreaker. On yeah. this I'm, I'm going to try to watch that for next week because, uh, honestly, I'm not. Uh, I promise you guys, that was one of my most anticipated movies. Um, uh, did that come out in 2023 or is that 2024? Was it that in early January. Yeah, it I think it came out Christmas. after New Year's. Yeah, it was close to Christmas. Around I was highly anticipating this. When that first trailer dropped, I lost interest almost. I, I My interest was lowered just because uh, Zack Snyder making a sci-fi movie unrestrained on Netflix just sounded like a perfect formula to me because he can, he can do – Netflix, for better or worse, they let the filmmakers do what they want because they're so desperate to get the big names away from Hollywood. They want the big names that Hollywood is always clamoring for to come to their to Netflix. So I was excited when I saw that the first couple trailers and previews, the look and the storyline they presented for us at my my excitement got lowered. And then when I heard all the negative reviews come out. Um, it it got it got lowered even further, and it, it's it's normal. I would say every year there's always one movie I'm super excited for. Then once I see the footage for it and the reviews come out, I end up not seeing it as soon as I had planned on Rebel Moon. I planned on watching the first day it came out when I even heard that this movie was being made. Zack Snyder sci-fi movie. I'm in all the way. But I saw the footage. Saw the bad reviews, and then I even heard Zack Snyder come out and say, well, this version you're seeing isn't my actual vision. There's a new R-rated version coming out later this year. And I remember that same crap going on with Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's going to be a new version coming out, the R-rated uncut version. So, yeah, you're going to see Ben Affleck's naked ass in this new Rebel Moon. <laughs> so that, I, it, that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. I'm, it, he's not. There's some yeah, scenes they that can ask. Yeah. I got. I got the punk. I, I can see it. it being I radar. It. Yeah, I can see it being radar. Um, the newest release I have. Um, I, I think uh, Sean. I definitely think if you need a date movie with Lacey, I think you'll enjoy this more than a blind girl solving homicides. <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime has a movie called Eileen. That um, has Anne Hathaway and uh, my first experience with an actress by the name of uh, Thomason McKenzie. And uh, Thomason McKenzie plays a uh, prison secretary. I believe the movie takes place in the 60s or 70s in Boston, Massachusetts. It's a juvenile detention center. And um, Anne Hathaway becomes the new psychiatrist that starts working there 
and they form a friendship, and eventually uh, the friendship goes a little bit more than that. And this is this is a movie that I didn't plan on seeing. It just kind of took me off guard. I watched it just because of the moment. It was actually not too bad. Not too bad. This is definitely um, no classic by any means, but it does have a couple surprises that don't pay off 100%. But this is time well invested. If you're looking for a good suspenseful thriller with good acting, good uh, production design and atmosphere, I want to highly recommend the movie Eileen that's on Amazon Prime. I do think this is a pretty damn good mystery thriller i'm gonna give that three and a half out of five brownies Hmm. eileen on amazon prime uh i think it's worth your guys's time i want to see what you guys think on amazon prime eileen yep yep look for Anne hathaway thompson mckenzie it's not too bad actually okay i'll try to catch up with rub moon for next week i want to i want to i want to see where i stand with you guys on that yeah because we don't all agree for some for some reason (laughs) on some movies that's I remember right. we had that's that big normal. ass argument that about was it malignant? malignant? Well, that's what makes it better. If we all agreed on everything, we'd be like, all right, yeah, we get kind of boring. But yeah, we watched the same yeah. movie, and we usually have similar tastes. But yeah. this one, I, I just wasn't on the same page with, with Sean. I was like, man, Rebel Moon was wasn't surprising. as bad as he as he made it out to be. He disgraced the shit out of it so much that I delayed watching it for so long. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I got to watch something new for the See, podcast. I, I do that too. Ryan would tell me something is bad, and and then I just skip over it, you know. And I, usually Ryan's right though. You know, well, what I mean? how many I, times you know, have Ryan swore about something and we watched it? I was like, oh, I don't know if it was that good. It happened, yeah, or it was that bad? You know, like a lot of things I I take for granted. You know, what I mean, like, well, shit, I'm not gonna watch it because Ryan said it sucked. You know what I mean? No. And usually if Ryan disgrace it bad, what's the movie The Beekeeper? Somebody oh, he came out and said that I was know. good. I didn't yeah. want to watch that because of but, Ryan. Yes. I saw a couple of reviews online Um, said it was good. I was like, what? I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, this is... Um, I'm, have you guys seen Expendables 4 yet with Hell Megan? No, no, you disgraced yeah. that shit too. <laughs> yeah, this is on that level of bad. And that yeah. had Jason Statham in it. This... What? Jason Statham doesn't always make like award winning projects. Like him and Wrath of Man was an anomaly, really. Yeah, that was it. it Absolutely, that was was. a different kind of. I did like what's the transporter. I like the transporter. I did too. Uh, There was no masterpieces. I like Crank. I I, enjoyed the hell out of Crank one and two. Well, I don't know about two, but I did enjoy the first one. And I don't blame anybody who doesn't like either one of those movies. Honestly, this is bottom tier Jason Statham, and. Yeah, please, as much as I have ever been excited to hear y'all's reviews, if, if if one thing I think I'm consistent on is I am pretty apologetic when it comes to action movies. As much as I complain about bad dialogue and scripts oh, and yeah. bad acting. Bad dialogue gets me all the time. I, I don't expect that. I don't expect award-winning caliber storytelling or cinema from an uh, Jason Statham action movie. Okay, that's fair. That's so fair. for totally me fair. to dog this movie as much as I did. But to dog it just to say, but you dogging this movie says even the action scenes weren't even worth watching. Well, not, no, it, it wasn't. Because the ones that are even good, there are two good action scenes, but they're so short, I would I could not recommend that movie. So this is a movie that's at least an hour and 40 minutes and has three minutes of good action and uh bill cosby's wife from the cosby show shooting herself in the head oh felicia Rashad. With, yeah within the first 10 minutes get the hell out of here 
And yeah, it, Sean, you're going to get two or three good screams. Oh, but it's not consistent. I, uh, I, I would say within the past two weeks, I, I rewatched Kiss of the Dragon with Jet Li. Great. And uh, yeah, I do say the the guy that was the French police officer, he should have got an Academy Award. For oh, his yeah. He is awesome. <laughs> But Techie Cairo is his name. <laughs> yeah. I know that because he plays such a bad a villain. He a did great such villain. A he's a great, great. He did such a great job in yeah, that. He's a classic villain. But the screams in that are the stuff of legend. It is consistent <laughs> through all. You're not gonna get that in this. So even if you like the funny screams in the action movie, there's not even enough of that or good action at all. And of course, they uh they don't give you the good eye candy either. They, they want to have so they want to have Felicia Rashad's daughter be an FBI agent, and of course we got the black actress rocking the afro. Oh, that, uh, damn it! <laughs> give us Megan The Stallion as the FBI agent. Uh, give me some give me some black eye candy on these female roles, Hollywood. Stop with this bull crap. Yeah, even Kiss of the Dragon had Bridget Fonda walking around looking yeah, fine yeah, as hell. Yeah. Sure, she was a prostitute, but yeah, she was she was great. <laughs> yeah. They can be fine prostitutes. Yeah, what she, you trying to say? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I am a big fan of Bridget Fonda. I had a crush on her back. Huge, huge fan. Yeah, need to see her more and more. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Now, any uh, sent was? Do we have any more new reviews for uh, new releases? I don't. No, I that's think, it for me. I yeah. think that was all that I had. Thank God, because I I watched a lot. Yeah. Anything in the theaters you guys seen? Recently? I haven't been to a theater in a me, while. Me neither. I did. I did um, I was going to see Beekeeper, but once again, yeah, like, yeah. I'm glad, glad I see. Trust me, that's money wanna, well saved. I want to see Book of Clarence. I heard that was decent. I, I forgot all about that. It's, it's not in um, Regal though. I look really. Up, yeah, because I got is a, it at AMC. It might be because I got a Regal uh, gift card. Like, fuck, I'm gonna go see Book of Clarence. I still got a hundred dollars worth of yeah. gift card money. Yeah. I ain't using on nothing I, yet. Yeah, I, mean, I got fifty dollars worth. I haven't. I can at least go get some popcorn and leave or something, but <laughs> that, <laughs> man, there's nothing worth that I wanted to see. I wanted to see the night swim. I heard that sucked. So I, I, I gotta watch. I'll watch it. Swim. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving is on streaming. Uh, uh, I'll yeah. try to put that on DVD for you guys, but that Ooh, sucks too. There? <laughs> I, I went to the theater this weekend. Oh, you did? So I what did. You, what'd you see? A movie that I own on Blu ray already Beekeeper. <laughs> Keeper. Oh, you went to see uh, uh, Spider Man across Spider Verse, yeah, yeah. and I do. I thought he was going to say Mean Girls or some shit. <laughs> no, no. I, I do. I know you guys like kicking your feet up at Regal. I do, but it's not even close to me. Jefferson Point AMC is the best theater in our city. Just Fort Wayne, Indiana. You mean like for the screen, not yeah. the seat comfort that I like screen. And sound are always top tier. So whether I'm going to the IMAX theater or one of the smaller screens they have, the sound quality and the screen presentation is always going to be top tier. I've went to Regal before, and even that theater that I think they closed down the Carmike out there on DuPont. Is that even? Yeah, all? yeah they though. closed that one uh, during the summer last you, I, year. You guys get the feeling like. I don't know if I get the same feeling going to Regal, but going to AMC, I I feel like it's nostalgic to me. Like I feel different when I go to AMC theater than I do Regal. I feel different, and I feel like it's a little more legit. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, for me, it's I just feel like it's superior. Yeah, it's superior too. Yeah, and that's what more so than the comfort of my seat. I'm going when I go to a theater. I want to see something that's superior than what I can watch at home. I want pristine. 
screen quality. I want to see the movie in its best resolution mm-hmm. and its best sound quality. It feels like AMC gives it to us here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, the Regal, it's it's hit his hit or it's usually yeah, good. Yeah. But I've had I've had screenings there where they left the lights on halfway yeah, me too. the whole time. Like turn these goddamn lights off. I feel or like yeah. sometimes they won't even expand the entire nope. screen. Yeah, I've seen that. So too. I gotta yep. see two black bars on the left and right uh-huh. while yeah. I'm watching a movie. Yeah. That, oh, that, you definitely go get the manager kind of guy, aren't you? Because I've done I sh- that too. With I, the, the lights, I, I was like, "Man, they're gonna turn off these <laughs> damn lights." I should. I, I should I've be. been to AMC where they didn't have no sound to the damn movie. I went to see Avatar two when it first came out. We just that happened to me one time. I wanted to no go see Transformers, sound. and they were like, "There's nothing we can do. We just give you." They just gave me a twenty five dollar uh, or how much I paid uh, gift card for it. I was like, like "Hey, damn. we can't, can't fix it." Yeah, yeah. they was like, "You have to go to another show, but it's a ten thirty show." I'm like, "I am not staying my ass up to watch a three hour movie at ten thirty. <laughs> God damn, fuck that. They just get me. So I I do they both can slack a little bit, but to me walking into uh AMC since it's been around, you know, uh, I feel like um Regal stepped it up when they had the recliner chairs. That was a big game changer. That would it that's but what it is. To so. me, the uh on the other hand, having the screen of the IMAX, I still would prefer a bigger screen than than the seats. You know what I mean? So You know tip. you know what it is for me? When I walk into AMC, I get the same feeling that I that I had when I was walking into like uh, Kmart before it ended up going out of. Damn, that's I feels like a dying theater that's not keeping up with the times. Seat comfort is a big deal to me. Yeah, we like a big screen, we like the quality of it, but I don't think we have like those avid like uh, cinema lovers like like we are that's willing to sacrifice their comfort to watch a good quality picture. I don't think I'm that I'm, uncomfortable, hey, though. I, I yeah. thought I'd I be the only my person. Back, my look, back gets yeah, stiff. I can't yeah. sit up in those seats. I know they're trying to get all those seats in there because they're trying to make more money, but yeah. you ain't going to sell out this theater for a while unless so, you're going to get like a big Tom right. Cruise Top Gun oh, yeah, 2 kind sure. of movie I, coming out. I, I will say that um, Regal, a.k.a. Coldwater, that's been a wrong around longer than AMC was. So the newest theater we have in Fort Wayne is AMC, which used to be called Jefferson Point. Mm, it was there's been the, we the were growing rave, up, it was the rave at first. It was called the Rave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't have an IMAX screen. But the first couple weeks when that rave opened, I was like, this is the best theater in Fort Wayne. Now. So that, those screens so were DuPont, fucking huge. That DuPont theater wasn't the last one that they made? That, they both uh, were you the same. are right, actually. They both were Carmike. Yep, yep you're, you're right. They both were yep. Carmike. I forgot I all about yeah, DuPont's that newest, was the newest yeah. one. That was, that's but that never lived up to this. That, that should have. With the, I just don't think that the area at first. But now, if you go on that Dupont Road, everything is out there. So I don't it's know busy why as hell right now. Yeah. It's just like COVID took it out. Yeah, it didn't have. Um, it's a lot more to it do. It did. They COVID had a lot, had a lot to and do people, with that. Yeah, you're right. Closing. People didn't want to, want to go. And to Carmike them. is absolutely the newest there. I when, forgot. I forgot about. But that. Carmike went out a bit. They got bought out by AMC, and then AMC struggled. So they yep. just didn't have. They a, did. Yep, they just didn't have enough to keep it up. But to me, going to the, uh, uh, we can move on. But to me, going to AMC is is like going to, I don't know, Panda Express or, or it's going to something where it's been a staple. I guess you know, like I look at it like how I looked at what cover, you consider cover Jeff, tree, Jefferson Country. Yeah. Uh, is, but so you just you just you guys both admitted that the screens. And sound quality are better at AMC. Oh yeah, by far. But you're giving Regal the nod just not because me. nicer chairs. I give AMC because I I I don't I'm not uncomfortable enough to uh, substitute bad screen. You see what I'm saying? Like when I go to Regal, I'm not expecting okay. prestige 
screening. I'm expecting just to recline, and I think that's the main draw with Regal. It's maybe closer. It I is. don't know where you, depending is. on where you live. And the uh, spacing between the seats yeah. is a big. Plus. But what they substitute is when a big movie come out, they don't have enough screens because those chairs take up too much room. True. Did uh, AMC? Very you good go, point. You go to AMC. You go. You walk your ass all the way to the damn attic to watch the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. You can you got more seats, and then they started doing the the uh, the, the, the sign seats. So I feel like that was a game changer for me. But now people don't just sit wherever the hell they want, even though they still do in Regal. Every Regal movie I go to, somebody's in the wrong fucking seats, or they sit where they want. So that's not really making a huge difference. But making those leather chairs and recliners is a huge deal for somebody taller or somebody who wants to go to that. Lacey just literally goes to bed when she goes to Regal. <laughs> so if I know if I put her at AMC. She won't be as comfortable to go to sleep. You see what it's I'm too saying? uncomfortable to follow yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. That's so. what I'm saying. Regal catered to the audience and what they wanted. Yeah, that you're going to lose some money because you got to do less seating, but yeah. I will always pick Regal over AMC simply because I value my comfort during the movie over the quality of the screen. I, because yeah. if I'm sitting at AMC, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be enjoying the movie, but. I'm just too fucking tall to be sitting in those crunched yeah. up seats like I'm in like some uh, auditorium at Southside <laughs> High School. <laughs> like my knees locked up. I got to turn. I got to I got to stretch my yeah. legs and shit because I got long ass legs. But I'm like, if I got to sit like that and if I want to stretch my legs and somebody is sitting in front of me, why well, can't extend my leg out between like the armrests? I'm like, yeah. man, I'm like fuck AMC, even though they have better food. Better screens, better sound. Mm-hmm. I still will go to Regal simply because I want to be comfortable while I'm watching a movie. And at the very least, my wife wants to be comfortable if she wants to fall yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah. So you can get away with that just watching, you know, you're going to go see uh, Rebel Moon or something in the theater. Yes. But you want to see um, Top Gun. You, you want to go to AMC because you're going to get the better experience. I, Seeing that on Max is yeah. irreplaceable. I did watch. I did, when it comes to Top Gun, I had to go to AMC because I yeah. knew the sound and the video quality was right. better. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck comfort! I want to see this in the best picture quality." Oh available. yeah, irreplaceable. Yeah, yeah. but is. but at the same time, it's just. I know. I feel like this is like first world problems that we're arguing about. <laughs> yeah, right like we talk about like seat comfort and all this other <laughs> stuff. But uh, is this one thing? But so I think if about, AMC got the seats, I would definitely go to AMC more. Right, but they their theaters are too big. They wouldn't be able to. Now, they are behind eight ball because when we went to California, they had that size of theaters and every seat was a recliner. Oh, man, And that you is order heavy. your food to your seat. Like, ooh, they bring ooh, this shit. Oh, shit, yeah. I got to move. So we're behind the eight ball as far as our theaters. They had the ones, what's it called, Ryan, when it rumbles and shit. They do it 4DX. Like, yeah, 4DX. And it was... Oh. Yeah, and it's, it's heated and cooled. Seats. Oh my god, All right, man! Yeah, now so that is a theater the, I wouldn't want to yeah. invest in. So we're 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 behind, and we I didn't play. We didn't pay. We saw Fast Ten, of course. Right? So <laughs> what we, a waste was not, we didn't get the full experience of it. But my seat was rumbling and stuff. And then your, a tray comes down, so you can eat your popcorn or put your drink on it. <laughs> you said so, you dragged Mr. Brown. Yeah, because Brown we had to wait for our, our hotel to open. <laughs> he went right to sleep. He went right to sleep. It was terrible. Hey, he almost fell off the escalator to get on the damn thing. Like, dude, this dude just turns around and walks backwards on the escalator. Like, what the hell are you doing? The Fast X tore you up. But uh, no, we didn't get to see the best of movies. But I'm thinking, like, damn, if Fort Wayne had something like this, yes, you know, what I mean, like, this would be dope. And it's, it wasn't that much more expensive. I don't remember paying nothing crazy. I pay for. We went to a matinee. I think it was like twenty six bucks for both of us. It's not that bad. Yeah. In California, a little more expensive, a lot more expensive. But and we were in a rich area. We was in a nice area. So I'm just wondering, like, what's it? What it would take 
for a theater like that to come here. You know, uh, I mean, it's so, going to take uh, more businesses to come here and the population to grow. Yeah, yeah I feel like I, if Cinema Grill would have upgraded before they had to close up because of COVID, I think they were starting to head towards that that kind of style of like a seating and stuff like that. Cause they still have like the little layered, uh, like auditorium kind of seating where you sit around, but I was, it just felt like they were still slowly moving towards like getting the, uh, the crowd more comfortable. Of course, of course yeah. they, they pack you in like, like summit comedy club. They going to get as many people in there as possible, elbow to elbow to make sure they can sell out a, a theater just to watch the movie. But I'd always thought like the food was good. Like I love the staff there. They they recognized me every time I went there. They gave me my food order without even me ordering. I felt like I was in fucking Goodfellas or something like that. They pulled up a table <laughs> for me. That and another thing about the comfort is like movie run times are only getting longer. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. A fan know, of that. I don't know if I I can get my wife to sit down for two and a half hours for a long ass Transformers like Top Gun like a Mission Impossible kind of movie and those uncomfortable ass AMC seats. She's always going to want to go to Regal simply because she's going to be there for a couple hours at the very least. You got to make sure people are comfortable. Yeah, agreed. I I, I do feel that um, just because I went to a lot of movies in Coventry and uh, Holiday One and Two. Oh, I miss those missiles theaters so much. I remember the one next to Bandito's? Mm-hmm. By yeah, Best that was Buy? that was Holiday One and Two, wasn't it? That was yeah. Holiday One, yeah. That was yeah. They had Holiday Six, the main one, but before. Uh, I think they had it? Holiday One and Two, which had an auditorium to look like some from the 1950s, and they absolutely had the most uncomfortable seats of all time. Southtown was hard like that. plastic, yeah, hard plastic, that hard plastic. The seat barely come down. You know? it, it, yeah. no, it was it was awful, but they were stacked so close together. You could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you can seat 300 to 400 people in those old Holiday One and Twos. And they eventually turn into a dollar show. Eventually, I saw, I saw uh, Shawshank Redemption with my family out there, and uh, I still remember going to see Scream within the first one or two weeks when that came out, and it was it was packed to the gills. But just the fact that you can, there is something with, um, and just seeing something in a packed cinema. I, I, I even if the seats aren't that comfy. There is a uh, certain level that adds to the enjoyment seeing something in a packed cinema uh, with a group of strangers that adds to that. Yeah, sometimes community can't you know alleviate the the discomfort that you may have. Sometimes it does make it a little bit better. But maybe I'm just being bougie at this point. I don't know. Maybe I I, I make too much money at my job now that I'm willing to pay a high price <laughs> for my comfort right now. It's, it's just it's just one of those things where like once you go to a certain uh, lifestyle, I can't go back to those those shitty ass things that I used to do. I just I just don't think the seats are that bad at AMC. Now if they were like Coventry bad or Southtown Mall bad, movie theater bad, then I would. It's know, barely a step above a sitting at yeah. a Tim Caps game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's barely a step above. <laughs> I, they're not that. I I I agree. I agree. I got to side with Sean on this one, Tommy. I, AMC is inferior to regal as far as the seating goes here in fort wayne but compared to what we've had in the past and what we grew up with it's not that bad because i'm telling you those plastic seats how they wanted <laughs> yeah, to bad. were the absolute worst they yeah. did not care about your comfort they just 
cared oh, about yeah. stuffing as many people. They even have a smoking section in there that you could go in there and smoke cigarettes. Wow. Shit, IMAX, I'd be so entranced. I don't know what the hell. I can't even think about being uncomfortable in some of them. I can't even hear nothing. And you know you got to I mean? remember like, that uh, with current technology yeah. that we have, unless you're seeing something in a top-notch theater, you can get equal or sometimes even better in a, if you're going to a lack theater, video and sound quality at home. Yeah. I, I know people say, hey, uh, the picture quality I got on my TV is better than the movie theater. I will only go to the theater if my kids are dying. Well, yeah, one of my best friends said that to me. I'm only going to the theater if some, if my kids want to see something. Other than that, I'll wait for it to get on home because it's better video quality. So you, ha- you have people with that mindset out there. And to a certain extent, I kind of side with that guy because he, he, I, to a certain extent, I'm right. I, I still remember... Paying to see for Avengers 1 in 3D at that Carmike Theater in DuPont. And they didn't turn the lights all the way off. Yeah, I don't like that. And I had two black bars. I was pretty much watching a square within a rectangle. I was like, come on, this is the goddamn Avengers. And I just paid $15. And I can. This looks better on on DVD than what I'm watching in theater. Come on. One thing I would say that we can move on, they both need to do, is get better customer service. I hate getting <laughs> there and I got a long line immediately just to get and they take their time like like I'm gonna watch yeah. the, both of them do it like god damn at least, uh, for the Jefferson point you know they don't have those concession stands no, on the left and right open anymore remember right, right. the ones on the way far down end? at the end yeah yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that, was, that was such a waste well, it was that, oh. that was a good opportunity to actually get like a less lines and get your yes. food a little bit faster absolutely like, like why y'all got all this damn like a uh, all this area back here, and y'all not even optimizing all this area. Man, getting the butter yourself was a good idea. That was a good idea because Regal don't do that. They 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 do the butter for you now. AMC will just give you a popcorn and you gonna get your own butter. That's you, that's yeah. really great. Oh yeah, get yeah. your own butter. The the yeah. whole the whole Coca Cola drink. Yeah, thing. yeah, I, I prefer that. So yeah. you can you can add more butter and refill your cup yeah. on your way out. Yeah. If you desire. So right. if you don't eat your whole bag of popcorn, you can throw a little butter, more butter on there. Put more butter and walk out. My exactly. mom does that. That's what yeah. I'm talking yeah. yeah, smart yeah, lady. And I'll smart also lady. vouch that AMC has a better has better food. The yeah. popcorn. Like is, Regal's, Regal's food is kind of trash. And every yeah. time I try to think, like, oh, man, I'm going to get a hot dog or something like that. Like, all right, 20 minutes. It's <laughs> like, bitch, if you <laughs> put that motherfucker <laughs> in the microwave and get my shit. It's like, oh, man, 20 minutes. We got to go to Walmart right quick. We like, get I, it. like, can I pay for it right now? And I come back, like, nope, you got to come back when it's done cooking. Right. Both like, what are, if y'all sell it? Both are, are dope for what they do. You know, you need comfortability time. You're a little bit taller. If you're looking for a better viewing and go to AMC, you mix them both however you like it. But I know they just need to come together like butt cheeks yeah. and just be the shit. They could be. They could do it. They could. I just don't know if uh, IMAX. That's could not fit. good business. IMAX theater uh, Regal's not big enough for the IMAX. They'd have to do some re- uh, renovation to make their theater bigger to get the bigger screen. I don't think they have the big enough screens at uh, Regal. So and I, I do want to say that I was excited to see that they opened a bar for the movie theaters. Where you can actually buy liquor. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad $75 thing. $75 for beer. You're going to pay like $20 for a Bud Light? And then for they a, have, bu- a 16 ounce. And then they got the, a nerve to put a rule on that. You can only do that like a couple times. They're not going to sit there and let you drink 16 beers for a two-hour movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, they, yeah. So... <laughs> Again? That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, you got yeah. like a whole ice bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you got your beer and your popcorn bucket. <laughs> <laughs> that was not for beer, 
sir. Let's forget to refill the popcorn. He goes to the Coke uh, Coke machine, yeah. put the ice in it. Got like five beers in it. <laughs> I got the Top Gun bucket. Man, that was for popcorn. Pants up, sir. Yeah, no. Oh, that's funny. I and, wish I would see that shit. That would be so like funny. It smells like the devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got seat recliners <laughs> and beer on date night. Yeah, that yeah. is not a that's not a good combo. Oh, man. Oh, and to be fair, I would definitely spend more money just going to the drive-in anyway. Now that's a whole other thing because that you, that experience is all about community right there. Yeah, because it's, it's not like high quality. Even though they have like digital projectors now, I'm not going there to see like the best picture quality, so to speak. I'm going there just kind of like spend more quality, like uh, intimate time with my family mm-hmm. while we sit outside or with my nieces and nephew. And I'll just watch like one of those movies out there. It's not because I want to get like the highest quality. It's just like for one better price point. I'll always ask for the drive in better food and the customer service is a lot better. If you lived in Florida, you probably could do that year round, but you can't go oh, yeah, when wish. it's negative oh, 10. Damn, now. Yeah. You know, so you have to make do what you can. But now yeah. I, we saw a movie with the one that we saw was terrible, but I, I kind of felt it. Like, this is oh, you're talking about that horror film that in horror Ohio? Film. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We're talking about the driving yeah, from the local film. It's not maker? bad if everybody just shut their damn mouth and let me watch it. You know what I mean? Like, And then, and I didn't know what to do with the car. I kept starting it, turning it on, turning the lights off, lights come on, <laughs> shining through the car in front of me. Like, oh, shit, my bad. Gotta, oh, man, that's a good yeah, way to piss me yeah, off. Yeah, like, I got to let me actually turn the lights off. Maybe that'll. So my car is like, what the hell are we doing, man? I'm fucking watching a movie? Yeah, shit, so. I just let my car run the yeah, entire time. Yeah. Like, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. All right. Now, do we got any uh, new uh, new new stories that we got to go over? Oh, any hell headline? yeah. Hell yeah. Ryan, get to it, man. What's let on your mind? I'm a, I, I've been talking a lot tonight. I'm going to try to get this over quick. I Just to reiterate, I saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse twice in theaters during its initial run. Bought it, the still bought the still book pre order from Best Buy as soon as that was available. Owned that movie on 4K Blu ray. But when I heard they were re releasing it for one week only in IMAX theaters, I could not resist. I would only do this for movies that I'm absolutely in love with. And believe me, my love was further gained watching this again in theater god i love spider-man across the universe there's uh I, we've talked about previous episodes but yeah just seeing future spider-man's theme roar in the in the best video quality possible and metro booming soundtrack for this and just the different style that each world looks like in the level of animation i i i, I just can't reiterate how much i love this damn movie and by far my favorite movie 2023 and today or yesterday i'm not sure they did release the 2024 academy award nominees oh okay let's let's go through it and cross the spider verse was only nominated once which was pretty much a guarantee what it was going to be nominated for best animated film now, a few years back, and a lot of people say the Dark Knight Batman movie is responsible for this, the Academy Award has, uh, within the past 10 or so years, expanded. From the majority of the Academy Awards, there was only five Best Picture nominees. Within the past 10 or so years, they've expanded it to a maximum of 10. So they can have a 
anywhere between five or ten nominations each year. Oppenheimer leads all all nominees. It has 13 nominations out of all movies. Did Barbie have any nominations? It did. They did not nominate Margot Robbie for Best Actress or Greta Gerwig for Best Director. Really? They did not, but they gave Ryan Gosling a Best Supporting Actor. Oh, shut the fuck up. Now, keep in mind, this is the Academy Awards, and I've railed on them a lot. This is the same Academy Award that gave Jamie Lee Curtis for um, Everything Everywhere Once an Oscar over Angela Bassett in Wakanda Forever. Now, that was robbery. There is no way in hell anybody who's seen two movies would give Jamie Lee Curtis an award for anything for her role in that. If anything, it's Michelle Yeoh and her daughter in Short Round from uh, Indiana Jones. Those are the stars of the movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, as much as I love her, she shouldn't even been nominated for that damn crap. You think that was just them like, trying to force her to be like an Academy Award winner? More than likely. More, it had to have because been. we were all talking like Angela Bassett fucking killed it in Wakanda forever. She did, and it, I, I do think um, the Academy voting is not exactly what we think it is. After I looked into the fine details, I'm not sure exactly what it is. So you're going to be educating me on something. Well, there's there's pretty much uh, journalists voting on here, but if um, let's say that more, if Angela Bassett. It's kind of like the MVP on on sports betting or Heisman Trophy voting. So let's say that uh, Angela Bassett has the most first place votes. If Jamie Lee Curtis gets the most second and third place votes, she ends up winning. If that total eclipses the amount of first place votes that Angela Bassett has. Does that make sense? A little bit. I don't think not sure I agree with I, that I don't process. agree with it either, but that's how they vote for the MVPs and the Heisman Trophy winners. So they tally up the first, second, and third place votes. But even if you get the most amount of first place votes, if this if you get more second or third place votes, you can still beat the person who got more first, first place if that eclipses the amount they had for first place. That's how Jamie Lee Curtis ended up winning that damn award. So that's why we see these upsets we do. And at the end of the day, all that matters is what we enjoy. It doesn't matter what the Academy says it is. Only thing that really matters too is the people working in the industry who need jobs and are looking for the next job. So if you got an Academy award on your resume, you'll always get work. Some people need it more than most. All that matters is what we as movie lovers enjoy. So I wouldn't place any credibility on that or get too worked up. But I do think just like throughout history, Margot Robbie, Robbie should have been nominated for best actress. Yeah. She was a leading actress in the highest grossing movie of the year. She deserved that nomination. Um, I crossed the spider verse. I know you guys liked it. You don't love it as much as I do. But this absolutely should have been nominated for at least best score, best picture, editing, sound design, and uh, best song nomination. I think that's Swali and Metro Boomer song calling. Just to save you, I give all of me. 
I can hear you tearing mm-hmm. up. But yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good soundtrack. I that, like the soundtrack. Yeah, and I can't think of a better song in a movie in all of 2023. If there's if, if you heard, and that includes that stupid ass, uh, I enjoy Barbie, but that I'm Ken song is annoying as hell. I'm sorry. I'm, I enjoyed the Barbie movie, but name a better song you guys have heard in a movie this year. I I don't think anybody can. That should have been nominated. It, it, it's it sucks. So that's my little tangent there. But across the Spider Verse, made boatloads of money at the movie, and probably made even more on merchandising. And I got to go to a movie theater and see uh, all races rooting for a black Spider Man. I do think this is a huge win. At the end of the day, a movie that all three of us enjoyed was supposed to be a trilogy exorcist believer. I think we all agree. We kind of, we enjoyed that movie more than most. I think you was the only one that disgraced some weird shit about it. I'm scared to watch it by myself. (laughs) I I, I I see it on Peacock. I'm like, shit, nobody here. (laughs) Shit. I'm not watching that. Like God, God with you. I was going to watch it. I watched Ninja Turtles mayhem instead again. Yeah, that's one, that's uh, a good choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, that movie didn't get nominated for Best Animated. animated. You know, really? Elemental yeah, got know. the they, nomination over it that. It sounds like they missed quite a bit. It's the Oscars. Of course they will. Of course. That's what I said. Don't get too worked up over it. I'm but, trying not to, but like that really does bother me. I'm Well, yeah, Saving Private Ryan losing to Shakespeare in Love and Jamie Lee Curtis beating Angela Bassett last year. I, I try myself. Some things do piss me off. It, they really do. I try not to get worked up, but, but yeah, Angela Bassett losing last really pissed me the hell off. I think some of my um, subtle stuff that I noticed in The Exorcist Believer ended up to be true. I, I think it might be true because that was supposed to be a planned trilogy from the director of that previous Halloween trilogy we just saw. David Gordon Green directed Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. And because of the success of those movies, they brought him on for this new Exorcist Believer. He was hired on to direct a trilogy of Exorcist movies. He recently quit last week. What? He quit. Yeah, so if they do make a sequel to this Exorcist Believer, it won't be from the same director who made the first one or that Halloween trilogy. He quit. So I do think there was way more studio interference than he expected when he signed that deal. And I definitely feel they didn't let him go as dark as he wanted to go with that movie. Because, yeah, there's some dark stuff in the Halloween trilogy. And I felt like this, if I did have a knock on this Exorcist Believer, I do feel that they didn't want to go too dark because they wanted the church community to to see it. They they wanted to make as much money as possible so they didn't want to go full throttle with corrupt church pedophilia. They didn't want to go down that route. But it, okay, I don't blame him. I, I I feel him quitting. I don't think I was uh, what I was. I don't think I was reading between the lines. I don't think I was reading the wrong language. I do feel they were hinting that there was pedophilia going on in the back fam in the black family and uh, pedophilia or something even worse within the the white family within that church, but they didn't follow through on that storyline. And of course the studio shoehorned the two actresses from the original in there. So I think that led to the director quitting. 
that's a little disappointing to me. Um, I, I do think this trilogy had potential, and I'm kind of shocked about the backlash that this Exorcist Believer got. Um, a lot of people are calling this one the worst movies of the year, and I, I don't think it was a masterpiece by any means, but I thought it was, it was okay. It was all right. Um, I think you expected if they would have stayed on the trajectory that you thought it would have been something, it would have been even better, right? I mean, if exactly. And I, I it, didn't see it coming. Yeah. I just thought this was a new uh, exorcist movie where two girls got possessed. The part of them going lost in the woods and that. Yeah. That the first was hour was great. Great. Yeah. yeah the first hour was, was fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the contrast between the two families they were hinting at. Um, they just didn't want to go full throttle with um, what they were hinting at in that first hour. They had to soften it up a little bit because I do think they wanted to appeal to the mass audience, and they didn't. They didn't. They don't think normal yeah. churchgoers could handle how dark they were trying to that go with this movie. Really dark, man. I think that was a good choice. Yeah. So I'm not going to knock that choice. It was a very good choice. You know, make it more digestible to the general audience. <sighs> could have been. <laughs> Could have been. Could have. I, I felt it could. Have been. It was okay. I think we all three enjoyed it, though. Yeah. All right. Any more uh, cinema news that we got to get to this week? We miss anything? All right. We should be all caught up. All right. Hitting gems. I'm gonna lead us off on this one because I was watching this coincidentally at my mom's house, and my son. I keep forgetting how young my son is sometimes because I know this boy has my DNA, and I know he loves movies just like I do, and I keep forgetting that. Even though that I seen a movie that I enjoy as a kid, I keep thinking that I watched him over so many times that I just constantly think that he watched it with me and he's already seen it. But he remi- <laughs> he reminded me there was one movie that I watched uh, back in the day that had uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans in it, and I keep remembering that he didn't watch it, and that's the movie Most Wanted. Do y'all remember this one? John Voight is in this. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, I'm always freak. I love those action movies from the nineties. Yes. No, there. I don't know why, but they just hold near and dear to my heart. And I have to say that I I wish more movies like this were made this time around. Maybe it's just I want to see Wayans win more, and I'm tired of seeing Marlon a little bit too much. I want to see the other Wayans brothers get out and uh, do more movies, especially Keenan, because I thought he had a pretty good run in the 90s making his movies, Low Down, Dirty Shame, Most Wanted, Glimmer Man. Like those type of movies, if he came back and started doing movies again, I think the the world would be a better place. Yeah, I agree. So if he actually came back, even if it was doing a comedy or a stand up or anything, I think the world needs more Keenan Ivy Wayans mm-hmm. in their life. So I'm going to give him a shout out this week for my hidden gem. So most one is going to be my hidden gem for uh, us this week. I think it's on Hulu. So go ahead and check that one out for you. All right, who wants to go next? Uh, I saw one on Max that I I think it came out in 2018, kind of similar to the movie I mentioned last week. Uh, they kind of led me onto this one. I'm like, oh, this is similar, but a little bit different. Um, eh, not a little bit different. It's called Strangers Pray at Night. Uh, they got a couple Strangers movies. I don't think I with saw the mask. Uh, with the mask. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Remember, they went to one. like some. Um, they went to some campground, and um, they find themselves in a. This family moves, goes to this campground. Their daughter. This is the second one. This movie's been out for a while. I think it's two or three of them, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. This is the third one. This is the third one. What, this this is, is, wait, I've only seen the first two. There's three of them. Yeah, there's the third one. Is what's called Pray at Night. A strangers pray at night. Um, they they have like a daughter who's having some problems. She's getting into some fights, and they're thinking about shipping her the daughter off to like a military school. But before they go, they go to like a, well on their way to doing it, they stop at this campground, and and in the campground is like they their cousin or uncle lives there or actually lives at the campground. 
And as they're staying at the campground, these people who they call the strangers, they wear these masks too. They come out and they just start rampaging the whole little campground they're in. And they got to fight for their lives throughout this whole campground. It, it starts at night. And once night comes, they come out with like bats and swords. It's almost kind of like the purge a little bit, but they like, they don't speak or nothing. They just kill everybody that's in sight. And the girl has to like fend them off at the end of the movie and all that, and so just some scenes huh. involving some swimming pools. It's pretty. This is pretty creepy. And what's this uh, movie called? It's again? called The Strangers. They've been making movies since two thousand eight. Uh, it's on so Max. this is like a whole series. It's a series. Yeah, the uh, first two I will highly vouch for. Yeah. Those movies are damn good. Right. They're real. They're pretty. They don't talk or nothing. They just that's all they're there is to kill people. There's no wheezing your way out. Maybe they'll let you live if they get you. You're dead. And so they have to fend these people off. I can't remember why they were doing it, but they're just they're just evil that way, and they just do it just to just to do it. But they live in this community, and they don't know that they're in so at night when they're just walking around. Her friend, the girl who's supposed to go to military school, they just notice that people start missing and missing, uh, end up missing, and they killed one of her parents. And so, yeah, they have to fend these people off who wear these masks, and they got. You know, they don't have guns and they got big ass knives and they just come and kill everybody. So that's on Max. They made a few of them. It's called Strangers Pray at Night. Uh, it sounds look, like the Purge. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like the Purge, but uh, they don't have no reasoning. At least I don't remember. They just, they're just here to kill. So, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check that that's one out. That's on Max. And yep. it's on Max. Okay. Yep. Cause I got all my streaming services. Yep. So I'll put that on my watch list. Ryan, go ahead and finish this off for tonight. What you got for us for Hidden Gems? Thank you, sir. Um, quick question. Have. Uh, you guys heard of a more 90s movie cast than this? Dustin Hoffman, Gina Davis, Andy Garcia, Joan Cusack. Is that 90s cast? Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like a <laughs> 90s all-star cast right there. Do you guys know what movie I'm referring to? No, because you said Gina Davis, you said Dustin Hoffman, and you said Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. And who was the last name? Joan Cusack. No, I can't think of a movie where mm-hmm. all of them are in. This is a movie that I saw on HBO when it was still called HBO, and uh, yeah, it was. I couldn't wait to watch it. I've watched this movie at least five times, and watched it within the past week, and it for the first time maybe twenty years, and it still holds up great. Was it serendipity or some shit? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, that's not that bad though. Actually, um, this is nineteen ninety two movie called Hero. Where uh, no, I missed this one completely. All right, this is a good one. Uh, Highly recommended. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, he's kind of a down on his luck guy in his forties, and uh, there's a plane crash that happens, and he saves uh, forty to fifty people off the crash flight. Gina Davis plays a news reporter who is on that flight and ends up saving her life as well before the plane floods and he leaves a shoe on the plane during the rescue attempt. But he doesn't identify himself to authorities as he's after he saves all the people, he kind of just goes about his business because she's a TV reporter. um, She make it becomes a huge deal and they start offering a million-dollar reward to the person who saved all these people on the flight. And they're trying to look for somebody whose shoe that is. Andy Garcia, he plays a homeless guy who just happens to have the same size shoe. 
And he's one of millions of people who try to claim that reward, but she ends up believing him. He becomes a national celebrity overnight, even though he's not the people who act, he's not the person who actually saved all those people on that crashed plane. And it's heavy on the satire. And if it is definitely a drama comedy, but I do think this is another movie that was ahead of its time and holds up even better in the social media age that we live in and what people will do for fame or riches and solid performances all around. I do have a soft spot for Joan Cusack. I think she's hilarious, but I've always liked all four of the main leads. Highly recommended. Um, I believe you can find this on HBO Max, but if not, if it's not on its current streaming, this is a good movie to add to a DVD Blu-ray collection. Hero, 1992, Dustin Hoffman, Gina Davis, Andy Garcia, Joan Cusack, (coughs) a great drama comedy. Damn, okay. You really went back in the crates for that one, didn't you? Uh, Go back to 92? Damn, I thought I was going back to, like, what, 96, 97 with Most Wanted. <laughs> you took me off guard and with then that. you said Gina Davis. I was oh. like, damn, I haven't heard that name in a long time. I haven't seen this. I never heard, even heard of it. It was good. It, I saw it on cable. It, it, I always thought it was good. It surprised me then and surprised me how good it held up uh, seeing it recently. But, yeah, I think Tommy's got the award for uh, Best Hidden Gem. Most Wanted is freaking awesome. <laughs> That's a good Good movie. It's it's very rare for somebody as funny to actually make a good action star like that. He plays a good military action star. Yeah, 90s action movies are never going to be tough. I don't think so. I don't think they, they got will. some pretty good ones, but just 90s action is just, I don't know. Some, it's, um, it's some of the best cinema that we're probably going to see. More, some more motivation for you guys to watch this movie, Strangers Pray at Night, is uh, Christina Hendricks is in it. Oh, that's your nice redhead oh. to look at. So don't tell your wife. How did she, she's she's <laughs> above that franchise. Yeah, yeah she's uh, she's in this one. Yeah. Well, she was in Bad Santa too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that didn't feel like. <laughs> Friday forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to be mad at her being on a movie screen or a television. No, no, ever. No, oh. It's a lot worse to look at. Didn't it? Yeah, she's pretty great. Oh, forgot she, about that. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I love my. I'll bring my lotion there. for that. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. you, you a dirty yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your single life has got to be amazing you really got to I, I promise I over exaggerate quite a bit on the show I promise I promise listeners okay if different. you're not but if it, well I guess women if out there if you're single you just want like a little companionship mm-hmm. relationship with Ryan I guess he's taking applications if you just want yeah, to go out on a movie date Go go get a beer. Go get some wings or something like that. Nice little date. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, you can treat a lady out there. Absolutely. Point. And honestly, this might be TMI. I don't use lotion. <laughs> All right, man. It's going to wrap up. See, there's always that one friend who's like, man, he's going a little bit too far. Just a little bit too far. It's not like a girl going to hear that. Like, ooh, you don't use lotion, man. What's his name? <laughs> Sorry. Ryan Winters? Is that his? I'm going to look him up on Facebook. Ryan Winters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if my next date comes from this podcast, you know I got dating problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there might be some podcast, podcast uh, groupies out there. You never know who's your fan. You never know who's listening. Maybe somebody been listening to you for a few episodes like, damn, I kind of like his voice. That's a good point. All, all my high school and middle school crushes, you know who you are. Please holler at your boy for single. Oh, they they do. They definitely do. Oh, they know 
Uh, they've turned me down multiple times. Yes. Well, if you're still out there, you can look us up on Facebook, uh, Instagram. You can find us out on Spotify, iTunes, like wherever you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. If you want to try to find Ryan, we can help you. <laughs> he is available, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't use well, not gentlemen, just ladies. My bad. I want to keep you on the clear. I have no idea what you're looking for out there. It is ladies, yes. So yeah. It's going to be a dude right. named not Carl. Not playing both sides of the face. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan. Like I like Ryan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds What's, like a pretty good dude. What's that boy's name? Brian. Uh, I like keep Brian. your Santa Claus suits at home, fella. Yeah, Brian Summers. Yan <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, Winter. <laughs> I remember Yan Winters. That's that's funny. I you telling me about that. Oh, man. Remember the, the football announcer? Brian Winters on the tackle. How the hell you get Ryan messed up? Yeah. yeah shout out to Sean and Tommy. You guys continue to do great work yeah. on, on the Sublimes. Um, not enough credit is given. You guys do it's solid always work. always fun, man. Oh, we yeah. appreciate it. Oh, man. yeah. And we appreciate all you listeners out there. Man. Thank you for your support. Man. Hopefully, you guys have a good week. So, you know, go ahead and take care of yourselves. Stay warm, and we'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. Okay, good night. <laughs>